Welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Shabazz, and I am one of your lovely hosts. Alongside me, I've got the uh, the from the fishing boats of Portugal. <laughs> okay, okay, you've used that one before. I have used that one before. Okay. But you know, the worst part is he's Daniel's- still not off of his fishing boat. Yeah, so his free, his look at him. He's boat. covered in fish. I was gonna say, like I sometimes I try and wear things to trigger like yeah, your but mind. you wore that before, and I was like, I was like hey, the, the son of Rye, the son of Rye, Ryerson and Omni, Daniel Baptista. Daniel, how you doing? I am doing well. We're back after a. Unplanned week off. An unplanned week. Um, the only thing that should be good when it's unplanned. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's more for back end stuff that we're working on. So that way, hold on, let me let me correct this. It's more for things that we wanted to strategize for March because some of us will be away for different episodes, and we want to make sure that we're all together for the fiftieth. So of course. Thank you for understanding. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed our gifts of our close personal friends, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Yeah, they all... These hunky men, you know, who knew that they'd be... In fact, I think they resembled us almost. They did. They were there. It was very kind of them to contribute to the show. Yes, of course, of course. And, uh, well, I I can barely see him. The invisible man himself. (laughs) Anthony. Oh, buddy, you you were a ghost there. I couldn't even see you. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Anthony's face went from like, like this smiling, face. listening. Anthony's face is so invisible, he be- pretty much. <laughs> he's just so side-eyed. He's the invisible man. That's yeah, why. Gave you the yeah, they call me the invisible guy. man. Is that because you like hunt people or something, or why? No, I just I'm in the room and no, no one knows one, you're in there. No one knows <laughs> That's actually there. pretty sad. Yeah, I'm always eating sad. by myself. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with eating by yourself. Nothing, nothing at all. Absolutely not. I eat by myself all the time. Yep. Especially when you you're staring at people. Oh, God. I don't okay. know about that okay. part. Okay. I'll be honest with you. How you guys doing, though? How you guys doing? How was the We're week good. off? It was good. Well, I'm good. I don't know about Daniel. Daniel doesn't look good. I don't look, look good. good. Oh, well, it's because all the fish on me. <laughs> it's all the fish. <laughs> it smells uh, like fish right now, too. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's okay. You know, uh, no, it's good. Yeah, it's nice to be back. Nice to be back. You feel good to be back, Anthony? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Good. Take your, sip your water. Go ahead. Yeah, sip I don't want to stop you from that. <laughs> As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every Monday except last Monday. <laughs> because you know it didn't happen, uh, and we're available on almost all streaming services. I, th- I say every streaming service imaginable. I podcast. I confidently can say that podcast. Unless there's some new one that just got made this second, or MySpace. We're not on MySpace. We're not on MySpace. We're yet. not on MySpace yet. Tom is our only friend, though. Um, LimeWire. Lime. We're, oh, we're definitely on LimeWire. LimeWire. You can find us. You've got as well forty too. viruses downloading our podcast right. on LimeWire. Uh, yes, and you can always go to thistimewith.com slash Talk, that's T-A-L-K, not T-O-K, like the TikTok app that the <laughs> kids are on these days. Oh, we should start a TikTok. We we did. We posted just videos of you eating by yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then me being just like jumping in with fish. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's like uh, Free Willy, yeah. basically. But I was freeing the fish in grocery stores. We yeah. could do a TikTok dance. <laughs> I, was take, I was just stealing the lobsters and Do you guys see that them. a lot? Like when I'm walking in the mall sometimes, I'm seeing kids just... Uh, put phones against like a wall or a table and they're and then they're walking in front of it doing like Houdini magic tricks but it's actually yeah. just dancing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's one of those things that like you would have thought is what started happening a long time ago because yeah. like even through the Vine era and the earlier days of YouTube like I've seen people making vlog videos and stuff. Yeah. But it's not it's not until like I'd say the last year that I've seen a lot more people like doing actual weird skits and like the strange 
I noticed them doing well, it without the phone. Like they're like just, <laughs> they're just, just doing dancing. these weird dances, and I'm like, yeah, kids like they're days. practicing for yeah, when they get the big home show, or right. when they get to do it. They're so, like, oh, I can't mess this up. I only have 400 times to record this. Was it when you were in uh, London? Someone was doing like an unboxing video. Yeah. When so when there? I was in London in Piccadilly Circus, there was a McDonald's that I was like, oh, I'm gonna eat, so I'm, I'm gonna go downstairs. And this is like early morning, and there was Supreme drop that just happened. Supreme, you know, big brand. Yeah. Uh, and these kids sat beside me and uh, they were like maybe 13 years old first of all i don't know i mean i guess maybe it's london maybe they got the queen's money or something i don't know <laughs> but they sit down beside me and they're like hey hey governor what up fam? do you, <laughs> <laughs> you mind if we uh, do a little uh, unboxing near you and i'm like what that's yeah. polite of them though it was very polite of them yeah. but there was a lot of tables in this mcdonald's and i promise you there were a lot of free ones it's probably the lighting people there, gravitate though. to you they you know? <laughs> <laughs> when you're eating exactly. yeah. so anyways they sit down and then they start and I'm waiting for this phone or a camera to come out but so far no video recording device has appeared Yeah, and they're just opening things and showing them to me and they're I realized at the end of it they were unboxing it for me oh wow I was their one viewer and I was like they were testing and it I, and you, right? I ended the whole thing with just giving them a thumbs up nice. and I'm like that's your like right there there you go. I can't you, subscribe. You smacked them twice. Like that's your like. Right <laughs> no, they're kids, man. I'm sure I get arrested for that. That's interesting. That's funny. It was weird, but I mean, it was also like London, so I started doing that to other people as well because I thought that's how you say hello. But it's 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 funny again, like not because we're not. It's not that we're old, but like we're we're outside of that weird demographic of like. Oh, that's gonna let's, be now. <laughs> let's film. Let's record everything. Let's like I remember when we were. Uh, there's this guy with I think he had like five hundred subscriber five hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube and I was trying to see like I was trying to find a video on how to lace up my shoes like differently. Oh yes, remember when we were, were in Florida? This, yeah, and then this this it's like literally like the most potato quality video. This guy has like a million views or something yeah. like on it. He's like, "Yo guys, I'm gonna be showing you how to lace up your shoes. Uh, you could do it this way, or you it's could like do it this way." It's a fifteen minute long video uh, too. You could do th- I'm like, what the heck? And like. This kids, this kids doing well. Did you good uh, for them? Did you lace up your shoes, Dale? I did. Yeah, I was able to. I didn't have to walk barefoot, thankfully, in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> we just took a couple sandbags and wrapped them around his yeah. feet. Anyways, back to the topic: the movie podcast. Hello. Today's today's topic. We're going to be breaking down a lot of news. We have a lot of news stories that yeah. happened in the last two weeks. We also watched the Invisible Man. I don't know why I'm whispering. He's not the though. whispering man, though. But I mean, I'm assuming if he's invisible, he'd want to whisper. You know, maybe. Um, I would be yelling. <laughs> just, just, you're just in a room and all you're just yelling in the corner. You're like, God. what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's we're, the worst. We're, we're going to give our in-depth review of The Invisible Man. Spoiler free, of course. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. But uh, let's jump into the mailbag here. <laughs> How do you do it, Anthony? You do a really like Hannibal Lecter version of it. Yeah. <laughs> I ate his liver with some fava beans. Uh, okay, so we got Nate here. Nate. Hey, how you doing, Nate? Long time uh, fan of the show. Oh, how do you know? Oh, because... <laughs> how do you know? know? You, you also invisible around him? <laughs> yes, he, he tells me. So, Nate, thank you for uh, sending this in. I've been listening from the beginning. Oh, that's how you See, know. that's how I knew. I read the first line. <laughs> <laughs> I should have read the first line. Nate uh, says, I've been listening from the beginning, and I love how your show has settled nicely into its wonderful structure. Every week, I'm anticipating and practicing the... That was pretty good, right? That was a great one. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, when getting into the news, you have talked in the past about ways to make the theater experience better, and with it really being the golden era of television and with streaming wars and all, I was wondering, 
What would you do to make the TV experience better? If I ran Cineplex, or whatever it's going to be called when they're bought out, I would create a premium seasons pass that would allow a theater full of people to get together each week to watch the latest episode of a series. This is Nate talking. This is Nate, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I would create a lounge area, and uh, that would be reserved for those in attendance to discuss the episode they just watched. I would gladly pay a premium price to bring that level of community into my TV experience. Would love to hear your thoughts. Also... Nate drops our first correction. Woo! Ooh, and he's, he's aiming for Daniel. He's call, calling me out right yeah. now. In your last episode, Daniel called Gareth Edwards Gareth Evans. You're welcome. Daniel, do you have a rebuttal or do you have a correction? No, to I, correct always get, correction? I always get the two of them confused. But didn't you mean to say Gareth Evans? I don't. I can't recall which one I said. Or did you mean so, to say Gareth, Gareth Edwards? Is, I was talking about the one who did uh, the Raid movies. Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe I was. Which I still to this. I, is it Edwards or Evans? I believe it's just John. Actually, that's his <laughs> name. It's <laughs> neither. Well, what do you guys call neither? Them? Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, what would you guys do to make the TV experience better? Nate's idea. It's very cool. I like the yeah. idea of you know a community run experience. Right. Um, I feel like there are theaters in the states that probably practice this because yeah. the. The sense of community, especially amongst you know local fans, is pretty big there. They get together a lot, especially at those indie movie theaters. Cineplex isn't designed for that kind of experience. It's right. very much a business. Yeah, they have a uh, Cineplex has some events that get televised. Yeah. Like yeah. I know sometimes they'll have like the Raptors games were playing oh, yeah, there during yeah. the playoffs. Wrestling uh, a lot. Wrestling, wrestling a lot. They're like they're big moments like that. Um, I mean, yeah, it would be cool to have that communal aspect of it but i think a lot of people like being able to watch things on their own time and stuff too i remember back in the day as well like back in the late days of xbox 360 and early days of xbox one people were like microsoft's big thing was like yeah you'll have this camera where you could watch something and then people will see your reaction to it and like you have like it's like a community of people watching this event together and things like that and um i don't know like yeah tv is at such a point right now that um i just think people prefer to watch stuff at home but again like that's only because we've never really had that option to watch it here but yeah. and, and i think it depends on the show as well like i think if it's like a huge event yeah type like of game of thrones game of game thrones, thrones it, you know, would, yeah. it, it would probably make um, more sense i i would love to see more um we'll say guerrilla advertising related okay. to um tv shows just like how they do movies so like things that spontaneously pop up in in and around the city or mm. maybe like a website that leads you down a path that kind of builds the storyline to an upcoming show. Yeah. So Westworld does it really well. They're already like planning, you know. Oh, like like an ARG, like a like a like a real life game that they're playing like through the marketing and stuff to get people yeah, involved. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. So I, I call it Guerrilla Warfare. Yeah, Guerrilla Warfare. Warfare. Oh my god. <laughs> well, advertising because there's no like there's no um it's it's very spontaneous and yeah. it happens, right? So I would love to see a lot of that because, you know, with a lot of HBO shows, especially with Outsider, that could have led down to this really oh, cool. Yeah, they could have done a huge yeah, like a lot campaign. Of, a lot of, yeah. like, you know, bodies showing up. Yeah. <laughs> are they people, real? People with giant rashes on the back of them. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I would like to see. Yeah. Cause it just those little things kind of build the hype to go watch this yeah, TV yeah. show. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, and movies do it so well. Um, Christopher Nolan does it so well, especially with his... like prologues and, yeah. and his his uh, secrecy is almost yeah, like secrecy. This but weird... like his even the website designs yeah, yeah, I, was, that, I was gonna say like talk about me the was it inception that had a website la- labeled or around uh ken Watanabe's character 
something like that. Oh like, yeah, like they oh, have yeah, like, they had, like the whole a like, side owner, whatever the yeah. cobalt engineering, yeah, all of yeah. that. Yeah, and like I was gonna say, going back to the Dark Knight, they had that whole like massive open world game that people were playing that yeah. there was like the Gotham police site and they had to go to a bakery to get this cake that had a cell phone yeah. in it. Like there's a whole like, bunch I of stuff I would love like that. to see like things where yeah. it's all social media based. Like you got to get to this location at, at this time in Toronto and that's your first clue that leads you down. And then you can get swag and whatever. Like yeah. who knows? Like, it'll be yeah. like, like a very rare <laughs> item that you could pick up. It's cool. I mean, we see it's some limited. we see some marketing things like like last year they did that uh, Captain Marvel pop up blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I would love to see movie theaters get involved with that kind of stuff more, and especially like we're starting to see more TV ads. I think now in theaters as well too. Yes, like too many, I'd say. Yeah, like we're we're watching like a movie, and the actual movie trailer start. That's usually your sign saying like it's movie trailers in the movie, but we'll have like a trailer for like black widow and then we'll have a trailer for something coming to amazon prime like jack ryan or something like that yeah because you're now dealing with different people who are making tv series right you have apple that has a whole infrastructure of of it like technology right you have um amazon prime that has maybe hidden air things built into their 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 store you have hbo you have uh who else netflix netflix yeah they can build these interesting, like, pop-ups right. anywhere and around your they, area. They just did one in Toronto for the show Hunters, the Amazon show Hunters, where they literally, they changed an old theater. I know... Um, oh, yeah, 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 I remember saw that. Bridget Trong, I believe. Uh, she was there, and she, uh, like, literally, they made it look like a 1970s street yes. and area in New York, and they played the first, I think, three episodes of the show. Yeah. Little things like that um, just kind of builds they, the hype, and they they made it seem like you were part of that world. And I think that's really cool. I love I love when companies do that. Yeah. Um, with regards to like a show itself, I mean, it it again it depends on the show because like if you're looking at Netflix, Netflix drops all their stuff at once. Yeah. So I don't think people would go to the theater to watch it if it's already out at home. Yeah. Uh, it would have to be I guess like a weekly show or something like that you know i think i yeah. think the way tv's running right now it's a it's a really good area and uh thank and like, nate thank you again for this question because it's it's an interesting thing to ponder on because this is the first time i've really thought about tv and i'm very uh content with how it's kind of running my only i guess issue is that there's so many streaming services <clears throat> and living in canada we we kind of get this short end of the stick sometimes where right now I'm nervous for what's going to happen when HBO Max comes out. Right. Because how is it going to play into my Crave subscription with HBO? Oh, is it going to be another tier up? Is it going to be another tier right. up? I'm already paying $20 for it. Do I got to pay more? Or like, you know, it, I, I got to think about all these things. Yeah, there's a lot of happen. questions. So um, I guess that's, that's my only thing is I, I would like a bit more simplicity around it. But I like the fact that now TV shows are going to a place where if I – miss the show i don't have to worry because i can catch it right whenever i want and i think great and i think at the end of the day like the fact that we're able actually considering seeing tv shows on a big screen like a movie theater that just goes to show again how the quality of tv shows has really upped in the last i would say like 10 years or so all right well thank you again nate let's jump into the news it's like we never missed a week i feel like i you know cracked some levels in there that your computer has never seen did you say crapped cracked both actually i did i did crap as well but mostly crap you you said i crapped on a level well it's a pg show that's why we we is a pg show we changed it recently 
Well, like your side of the table is is hard R. Yeah, right? my, mine's Z. It's like the, the red light district over here. <laughs> I pan your speaker. If you're listening to the left ear, just take it out. It's, right it's literally like the Lion King. It's like half explicit. We're just half an E with you. What do you mean it's like the Lion King? Hey, what's the Lion King? Yeah, I don't get that reference. You know, that side is all like happy and my side Oh, is you mean oh, like, like the Pride oh, Lands? The Pride Lands? <laughs> And then the dead land. That was a deep cut reference. That felt like a deep cut. Like, yeah. oh, we just want to be king. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> well, I don't, what did you guys think I said? We don't know. We, that's what we're trying to figure uh, out. No, no, tell me. No, I, I thought you wanted us to dress in hula skirts and, uh, you know, that's it. What are you like, saying? Be bait. Wait, who's Timon and Pumbaa? Uh, well, I guess we're both. We're making that Pumbaa money right now. <laughs> 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 Anyways, first story. <laughs> wow, we're off topic today. It's, it's, I, we're you know what, guys? I'm, to be I'm back together. putting us back in shape here. Please do. Bob Chapek to succeed Bob Iger as Disney CEO. This comes from Cynthia Littleton of Variety. Now, Bob Chapek. Chapek? 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 Bobby C. Bobby C. Bobby C. Bobby C. Gloves. Uh, 27-year-old. I'm not Bobby C. 27-year-old. A 27-year Disney veteran who heads the company's parks division has been named CEO of Disney, succeeding Bob Iger. The timing of the news and selection of Chepek comes came as a big surprise on Tuesday afternoon to many in the entertainment industry. Iger will continue to be on the Disney chairman through the end of his uh, contract on December 31st, 2021. Disney said that Iger would continue to lead the company's creative endeavors, and Chepak takes the helm as CEO as of February 25th. Um, when I was first reading this, and the way they wrote in Variety when I was putting it in the story, uh, I was like, he's what, He's 27 years old? I, I was like, <laughs> whoa, he looks awful like, for wow. 27 years old. Um, yeah, but another Bobby to take over for that's Bobby White Gloves, you that's, know? That's what they need, you know? So with the successful launch of Disney's direct-to-consumer businesses and the integration of the 20th Century Fox well underway, I believe this is the optimal time to transition to a new CEO, Iger said in a statement. I have the utmost confidence in Bob and look forward to working closely with him over the next 22 months as he assumes this new role and delves deeper into Disney's multifaceted global businesses and operations while I continue to focus on the company's creative endeavors. Uh, pretty big news. That's, uh, I mean, we, we talked about this before with, with Bob, you know, he's announced almost two years ago now that he was going to officially be stepping down sometime soon. Right. Um, and I think we were all kind of like, oh, who's going to be? Is it going to be Alan Horn? Is it going to be somebody else? Yeah. Like, who are they going to bring? So, um, didn't obviously expect Bob Chapek. I didn't really look into him before, but Park Sky, I mean, sounds good. I mean, the parks are doing great. Right. So, it's a pretty good place to start. It's, so, it's interesting, though. It is a bit so interesting because it, it seems like when you look at theme parks and attractions, they're such their own thing. Right. That you almost kind of forget the entertainment film and other sides of those things as well yeah i mean when we were looking at uh like i, I was kind of seeing some of the reactions of people on twitter especially like the big disney park fans who um seem to be upset about this choice the disney parks fans. the disney park community it seems to be like a little mm. do you not please i'm not too sure like i'll be honest like i like from someone who just went to disney world for the first time last year and i've been to disneyland a, a few times like I've always had a great experience there. So they don't are, are these Disney Parks fans not fans of the Disney they're, Parks? No, no, they're Disney Park fans who like cover Disney Parks and stuff professionally. Mm -hmm. They don't seem to be on board with him as a choice for this. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, us just looking at it like I was 100% like Bob Iger at least came from ABC. Yep. Uh so he, he came, knew yeah. like the pro the production side of things, right? Yeah. So to have somebody coming in from who's just more 
park side, it's an it's an interesting choice because, for sure. Because yeah, the parks are not Disney's biggest business, which is I would say the film industry. You would think the movies, yeah. right? So uh, you I, would like think yeah, like you would think someone who had that background, like one of the two Allens, that yeah. brought in Lucasfilm and Marvel and 20th Century Fox would be a I guess, contender. I not, guess maybe they're better as businessmen. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm it's, assuming, it's, a, it's, it's weird. It's an interesting choice for yeah. sure. I think Disney obviously wouldn't have tapped him to take over if they didn't Agree. Uh, like see something already. And it makes me feel happy that Bob Iger's at least staying on for the creative side. Because, again, when you look at, look at what Bob Iger's done in the last... 15 years right he repaired the relationship with pixar first thing he did mm. right bought marvel bought star wars bought fox launched disney plus like brought the parks to record high places they've ever been like it's well, he's done Sh- shanghai was his baby right right so it's like it's it's crazy to see like the legacy that he's leaving behind arguably like the most the biggest contribution he's ever that disney's ever seen is under bob Iger's reign reign Right, I, I don't there, think. Yeah, there hasn't right. been that many Disney CEOs. They're it, like popes. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> literally been like what I can think of. Maybe literally six following me. Less? Disney. Yeah. Then his brother took Roy, over. Yeah, Roy. Roy. And, then and then Michael Eisner. One, no, Michael. There was one guy before Michael Eisner. Yeah, and then Eisner, and then Iger. Eisner and Iger, and then now it's Chepik. Uh, now it's Chepik. What are we gonna? What are we gonna call him? Bobby C. Chappie from now on. So. Bob Iger is pulling a little bit of a, a Putin. I say like, what? Who's Putin? A Putin. Oh, Where he's still wow. part of he's still part of the Disney but universe. Did, there's always a bit of a handoff, right? But like, he didn't leave, oh. so he's still there. He's still and there. And I feel like if Mr. Chappie, we're calling him Chappie, Chappie before people quit this podcast. If if he doesn't do well, yeah, yeah, he'll kill him. Bobby White Gloves. Bobby White Gloves. Is gonna gonna strangle. dirty. Like I can yeah. see Bob Iger coming back and saying, "Oh fuck, okay, okay I'll take that." <laughs> like you know, like I'm the, back. Like you know, like when Conan took over for Jay Leno, and, and then, then Leno, Leno Jay, took it back like yeah. nine months later. Yeah. yeah, like I could see that happening. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, how long do you guys foresee Bobby C? Like his reign, how long do you see him stay? I, I like, I don't just, know because he like this guy. How, do you know how old is he? He didn't have a Wikipedia page. He's not page, 27 years old. By the way, when when I when I when he was first announced, he did not have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Like, so I'm like I don't know how old Iger he is. was Eisner's protege. Like he, they worked together before. Did they? Yeah, they did. From what I remember seeing in the Imagineering. In, Imagineering. They were like right together. They opened um Oh, yes. One of the parks together. Yeah. He's around so 60. Like, and He's Michael sick, Eisner right. was like not Michael Eisner, sorry. Bob, Bob Iger, Iger was under yeah. Eisner for a big chunk of time. Yeah, so I mean, like now, Bobby C is going to be under Bob Iger, I guess, for a little bit. Of for time. a little bit, at least. Bobby Bobby White Club. Well, we also don't know. Thing. Like I mean, like they probably did work together a lot. I mean, obviously, I never seen I, them together. I never seen this guy. But Iger, yeah, he was the park side, right? So we definitely side, they so never knew each other. And especially yeah. the fact that Iger in Shanghai was such a big deal for Iger that I'm sure him and Bobby C became boys. Yeah. Him and Chappie became chaps, I would say. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. Bobs. What, we'll, we'll bobs. see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I'm just curious. Like, 
what does growth look like for Disney now? I don't think we'll you see know? anything come out of this for another two, year, two, three years. Yeah, maybe a minimum. The day, the day Bob Iger leaves, like next day, Just, he's like, "I'm closing everything." Mickey Close Mouse, job, done with Mickey Mouse. He's We're done. killing Mickey, this Mickey year. the rat. <laughs> Mickey the rat. Yeah, he's got a hot attitude. He's got a gun and a pregnant you ever, wife. You ever okay. get the advertisements on uh, Instagram for Masterclass with Bob Iger? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like. I had to go home today and tell my kids the attributes of a Disney princess. And I'm like, that, I guess that's what I've been know. reading his book and it's fantastic so far. Yeah. And I can't wait to tell you guys more about it later. I'm done the book. Okay. <laughs> he liked your tweet too. That he was, did that like was my really tweet. Cool. I did tweet him saying, dude, what a fucking rad book. Yeah. I didn't say that. And then I he said, almost, he tried tapping you to become the CEO. He but. said, well, he sent me a DM. I just didn't read it in time, but it said, how do you feel about being the next guy? Yeah. I don't know what he meant by that. It's between that. you and Bobby C. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. He's like, all because you've read some pages in my book so far. Oh, I just I wish <laughs> I didn't miss that DM. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, my phone was off. <laughs> Anyways, let's jump into the next story here. Yeah. So, Mission Impossible 7. Episode 7. <laughs> Mission Impossible 7 halts filming due to the coronavirus outbreak. This is from Aaron Couch of The Hollywood Reporter. The upcoming Mission Impossible installment has stopped production in Venice due to a coronavirus outbreak in Italy. The country has more than 150 confirmed cases, with the government shutting down Venice's carnival celebrations. Out of an abundance of caution for the safety and well-being of our cast and crew and efforts of the local Venetian... Is it Venetian? Yes. Venetian, yeah. Venetian uh, government to halt public gatherings in response to the threat of the coronavirus. We are altering the production plan for our three-week shoot in Venice, the scheduled first leg of an extensive production for Mission Impossible 7. A spokesperson for Paramount on the Monday told The Hollywood Reporter in a statement, During this hiatus, we want to be mindful of the concerns of the crew and are allowing them to return home until production starts. We will continue to monitor the situation and work alongside health and government officials as it evolves. The next Mission Impossible film, a.k.a. Mission Impossible 7, uh, is dated for a July 23rd, 2021 release, and the 8th is coming in on August of 2022. Damn. I mean, it's, yeah, you don't, uh, like, when everything with the coronavirus started kind of happening, like, I, I don't think we really started to think about the the major impact, the ramifications, the ramifications it would have throughout all industries. I mean, we're seeing so many ramifications for now in terms of I like that word, right? Yeah, ramifications. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, welcome. Uh, we just companies, not necessarily even just halting it because of places that it's infected, but people just not wanting to send their employees to travel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're looking at in the gaming world, like a bunch of like major conferences have been canceled. The GDC, is pretty GDC, much yeah. PAX East. A lot of people like pulled, pulled out. out of it just because they didn't want to have to. Because I guess because the tra- general safety concern. Yeah, right? I mean, because travel, like airports and things like that, things are ta- changing every day. Mm-hmm. So the worst thing that could happen is like you're sending your crew over to work on something, and then oh, guess what? The airports airports are closed now, so now yeah. your crew can't leave, right? So I think a lot of places are just taking precautions, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Anthony's hometown of all places too. Well, yeah, like it's crazy because they're it's they. I think they have about a. Th- a thousand or one thousand one hundred twenty-eight cases in Italy. Crazy in Europe. So when you look at it, Europe, is is used for quite a bit of stuff. So mm. <laughs> I heard about Europe, you know, yeah. like like <laughs> people go there to yeah. to make movies, and yeah. it's it this is not China, and this is this is different. So now it's and I think it's the the amount it's spread within a couple of weeks that it kind of like got really serious. Um, it's so. scary. It's scary stuff, you know. 
Um, again, like, do you guys do you guys foresee this pushing back the date at all? Mission Impossible. I I do see it pushing back the date a little bit. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting because it's at the tail end of July, and usually they don't want to make it an August movie. Yet for some reason, the eighth one is an August film. Um, so I'm surprised. What's the date on the eighth one? Sorry, August fifth. So well, it's right in the yeah. beginning. So usually Mission Impossible isn't an August movie to me. Like it's a definitely a June, July, even May, I would say, kind of movie. Um, do I see it pushing it back? Yeah, I can definitely see that being a possibility. Will it? I guess we'll have to see this the spread of these of these virus. Right, and I guess any other countries that they want to go to yeah. as well too to see what what's happening there as well, uh, right? Until they have a vaccination, there's no like it could be a slow period. Yeah, yeah, we'll you know. see. We'll, we'll see. see. All right. Next story pretty much ties into this as well, and it's how the coronavirus is impacting the Hollywood films. Now, this is from Travis Clark of the Business Insider. So, the coronavirus has already dealt a severe blow to China's theatrical market. The country's 70,000 theaters have been closed for more than a month, resulting in over $1 billion in lost revenue. As the coronavirus, which has killed more than 2,800 people and infected 82,000, spreads to various countries, Hollywood is starting to feel the effects. The April premiere and tour for the next James Bond movie, No Time to Die, has been canceled in China because of coronavirus fears. It is unknown when China's theaters will reopen, but if No Time to Die doesn't get a China release, it won't be a dramatic loss. The last Bond film, Spectre, grossed $83.5 $83.5 million in China and more than $800 million worldwide. 2012 Skyfall earned $1 billion worldwide, which is $59 million of that coming from China. If a coronavirus uh, concerns persist, more Hollywood films could be damaged. One of these movies is Disney's live-action Mulan remake, which is in theaters in the U.S. and other markets on March 27th, though China had not confirmed a release date uh, before its theaters shut down. It remains to be seen whether movie-going in the U.S. will be significantly impacted by the coronavirus. It was already expected to be a down year compared to 2019. I think it's just going to get worse. I... Um I mean, I think in general, we're just seeing less people outside. And I know that sounds like a crazy thing to say, but no, really uh, yeah. think about it. Like, we're seeing less people in the malls. It's still busy, but it's not that busy. Right. I think, uh, like, when we were watching The Invisible Man, like... Everyone was invisible. <laughs> like, uh, obviously, like, the coronavirus had already ha- was already a thing this year, Like, but... I think this is, it's been the last two weeks that we've been hearing it more and more and more. It's ramping up. Ramping up on, like, what it's affecting. Uh, so, like, I, when we were at the theater, we were all just kind of just like, yeah, like, obviously, not that we're, like, germaphobes or anything like that, but, like, you, you're you thinking about things a lot more. You're thinking yeah, about. Yeah, you're, you're making sure that you're touching, you're not touching. It's more certain, aware. Certain handles. Yeah. You're using your shoulders. You're, like, you're. you're My shoulder. Yeah, like, you're trying to, no. like. To open a door instead of using my your... elbow instead, personally. I'm not like tapping the cheeks of everybody like I'm seeing in Whoa, the theater. So you're not kissing them. <laughs> what the are cheeks? you doing in the theater? Ta- tapping their their face like oh. I'm just, yeah. when I when I, <laughs> I did the hand movements on my end too, and I didn't. I realized after I said it because you said you were clapping their cheeks. <laughs> well, don't do that either. That's that's a good way to prevent yourself from getting the virus as well. I was gonna say like touching their eyes, but I thought that would be too like that weird. Would have been okay so I went me. with touching their cheeks instead. What kind of cheeks, Dale? Sorry, uh, their face cheeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, their face cheeks. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness! But yeah, like you're, you're more, you're yeah, you're more vigilant. You're more kind of like aware, aware of like. 
I'm but not yeah, touching this. This, think, will you know? def- this will definitely hurt Mulan. It'll hurt a lot. A hundred percent. Because Mulan is... It, this was, was big. This was Disney's this movie China movie. This was not them, right? made for the American, the North American market or European mm. market. So it was made for the Chinese market. Yeah. This is going to be a huge blow. impact on it. Huge and blow. I don't see. When does Mulan come out? Made uh, March. March 27th. Or yeah. the end of March. Yeah. So within, what, 26 days, the Wuhan virus is not going to be solved. COVID-19, as they're calling so, it. Yeah. COVID-19, yeah, or COVID. coronavirus. And again, they did a poll saying that the people are, the corona sales are down like 40% or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like 20-something, like, yeah. God. Crazy. Americans, come on. A beer does not have <laughs> the coronavirus. Uh, uh, yeah, it, I think, I mean, it's going to be a weird year for everything. Um we're going to have big losses in a lot of, I think almost every company. Movies, technology, movies, everything. Technology. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, it's also a big year because we'll be getting new game consoles. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if they get pushed for any reason. Right. Or if, you know, they're just kind of waiting on that cell phones. This whole industry that we're living, everything's coming out of China. So. it's It makes you realize like, damn, we rely irony. so much it's, it's on China. It's the irony, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the irony of, of getting. And putting our, all your eggs in one our, basket yeah. there, right? Yeah. But see, this is maybe a, Maybe wake up we call. should wake up, open our eyes. Billion billion dollar companies might need to Have think about plan here. where yeah. a lot of their things are being built. I know, I know. Uh, I was reading with Apple too that they started moving production. I think of some of their phones to Taiwan and India and as India well. as well too. Yeah. So people are are really trying to fix this because a lot of people's bank accounts are going to get hurt mm-hmm. on the production side. Yeah. Corona. Drink it. What? Oh, the My Corona. Beer. Yeah. My... All right. Jurassic World 3 director announces new title. This is coming from Adam B. Very. Adam B. Very sounds like a. Adam like, B. Very, Adam B. Kind. Yeah, you know Adam B. Good. Yeah. You know, uh, from Variety. Director Colin Trevorrow announced via Twitter on Tuesday that Jurassic World 3 has started principal production, and he also slyly revealed that the sixth film in the Jurassic franchise has a new title Jurassic World. Dominion. The new title, which appears on the slate in the in Travar's tweet, evokes the biblical passage about God giving humanity dominion over the earth, a nod to the fact that Dominion is expected to depict the aftermath from Fallen Kingdom, when dinosaurs escape captivity and enter the rest of the world. So Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, they're returning. Alongside, we're getting Lord Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill from the OG Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, oh, sorry, Jurassic World Dominion is coming to theaters June eleventh, twenty twenty one. I don't know what's funny about that. Uh, right Honestly, as you finished saying that, I don't know what's funny about. I was looking at this my screen, and <laughs> Anthony drew. I'm hoping a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur, or it's me touching people's cheeks. I'm not too sure which one it is. That's definitely you clapping some cheeks That's in that me picture. Clapping some cheeks there. <laughs> Um, damn, yeah, this God. movie's coming up. It's coming up, man. It's next year. Like that's I t- like I totally forgot that this the whole movie crew's is coming back. Everyone's coming back. They're all Everybody. coming back in Fast and Furious cars for sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be racing these dinosaurs. Dra- was it Jurassic Furious? Jurassic Furious. Yeah. I-, I don't know why, but every time I hear this title Dominion, I just think of uh, what Metro used to be called here in Canada. It used to be called Dominion oh, before. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, they're just going for some grocery shopping. Yeah. No big deal. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. That's cool. I'm excited. I mean, I 
I like the Jurassic Park films. That is my quote unquote. Did you, like, Fast you didn't and like Furious. the last one though? I did. No. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You didn't like the last one? No, I didn't like the last. I, I like the the one before. I like the a lot of people. Ju- Jurassic World. Jurassic World. I, have, I love Jurassic World. I, just, yeah. I have my issues with Fallen Kingdom. I'll be honest. For sure. Yeah. Dude. But I think visually it is stunning. It's got some yes, great yes, cinematography. Yes, yes, visually it w- was great. It's just the story, the story angles they took very bizarre. I hope they do well with dinosaurs in the city. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I like they called the, it Jurassic Park Three: Dinosaurs in the that, City. The fact that they released the dinosaurs at the end, like that, didn't bother me. Like no. that, like that was that's a cool. That's one of those things that you almost like the writers are writing themselves into a corner. Like, okay, how are they going to get out of this now? Yeah. Um, my only thing with it, like. The the girl clone, I think that was that weird. was handled a little weird. Yeah, just especially when she releases everyone, the dinosaurs, and they're like, they're alive, like me, and they're just <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Let's do this one more take. That uh, whole throw sub- back. That whole subplot was I something obviously I'd want to be written out. It was kind of silly for sure, um, but beyond that, like I think visually it was cool, and again, it's like. It's just silly and dumb. Like at the end of the day, it's dinosaurs. So I, I hey, that's the one thing. Dinosaurs are not dumb. First oh of no, all. I, I think you're dumb. I'm saying oh, dinosaurs okay. are cool. <laughs> Sorry, that, I should have been very clear. About dinosaurs that. are uh, dinosaurs are wicked. Um, man. What's, ne- your, what's your favorite dinosaur? Uh, raptor. Of course, you say that. What about you? Yeah. Uh, Daniel Sore. Mm, is that how you feel right now? That's how I feel. And um, yours, Shay? Let me see. <sighs> no, it's all way for Shay's I, favorite. I really love the look of the. Indominus Rex. Like I thought he the that's not indo- a real dinosaur. Though. It's not real. No, but the one that they made in the movie. Well, that's not a real dinosaur. Okay, I'm but none me, of the dinosaurs are real dinosaurs in that me? movie. Wait, wait, they're clones. Okay, Whoa, they're raptors clones. Are I'm real. You, what's your favorite type of dinosaur? Like, favorite breed of dinosaur of that's not created for this movie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, pterodactyl. That's a good one. Too. Yeah. That's not. That's in not Jurassic bad. Park three, they're terrifying. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They're so cool in that movie. Shay, I love the Tyrannosaurus Rex, man. The OG. Yeah. T Rex, baby. T Rex. Raptors. T Rex. Raptors take down a T Rex. Mm. We're hunters. What's that? What's that giant like whale dinosaur that like? Oh, eats the like the the Mosasaurus. Mosasaurus. I think. Mo- Mosasaurus. I think so. Something Interesting. Like that. I can look it up. Uh, June's going to be like crazy next year. Right? We it's got Jurassic Park litty. and we got Batman that month as oh, well. Too. It's going to be a crazy month. Crazy Pending month of movies. No coronavirus disruptions. Hopefully. Uh, all right. Next story here. Uh, oh, this is Anthony's boy too. <laughs> Connected Anthony, to uh, Jurassic Park as well. Yeah, right? Anthony, are you happy about this one? Because uh, Steven Spielberg won't be directing Indiana Jones 5. James Mangold is in talks to replace. Again, Adam B. Very. Adam Be Kind, uh, <laughs> and Johnny Be Good, <laughs> Justin Kroll, and Brent Lang. Three dudes wrote the story, eh? Yeah. Wow. Must have been a hard story to write. From Variety. They had uh, to make sure. <laughs> they all spell checking. Uh, after a long development process, Steven Spielberg is handling the directing reins on Indiana Jones 5 to another filmmaker for the first time in the franchise's 39-year history. Uh, Variety has learned that sources say while a deal hasn't closed, Forbes Ferrari director James Mangold is in talks to take the job. Mangold, who's been put in the situation before when he took over the Wolverine franchise and 2017's Logan was a blockbuster grossing over $619 million and earning Mangold an Oscar nomination for adaptive screenplay. Spielberg will remain on as a hands-on producer on Indy 5, according to a source close to the filmmaker. The decision to leave the director's chair was entirely Spielberg's and a desire to pass along Indy's whip to another generation uh, to bring their perspective to the story. Harrison Ford is coming back, too, which is I find this interesting. I'm so on board for it to be James Van I just don't feel like this was planned. Mm Mm-mm. 
This I just, was not planned. Something I mean, happened. I'm just. I just think that the the source is close to the filmmaker saying that he wants to pass it to a new generation. I mean, like this is the fifth movie of a series of Harrison Ford being an older Indiana Jones. Like, yeah. I don't think there's not really much left there like, to <laughs> change it to a new generation too old now. I think at, he's this, a, at this point, but yeah, but you see him in Call of the Wild though with that CG dog. He was great. Yeah. And that one, he was having trouble catching <laughs> up with the dog. Um, I just, I, I don't know. Like, cause I remember someone asked Spielberg, are we do? Are you doing another? Like you know, recently, yeah. Are you yeah. doing another Indiana Jones? And he was like, Adam, yes, we are doing another Indiana Jones." Now he's passing the torch off. He, it's like it, it feels like something happened that maybe we're not aware of, or maybe something something behind the scenes. I mean, behind the scenes, they, it was like um, maybe I'm not doing it. Yeah, I wouldn't be. And, so- I, and now let's play it off because Spielberg is not the guy that's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pass it off to someone else." Because if that was the case, he would have executive produced Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, he's 73 now, and I'm just trying to think, like, what can you really, like, I just think, what what could you, like, I love Indiana Jones. I love, the first three are some of my favorite movies. 100%. Yeah. Um, and we just don't talk about four. Four we don't talk about. Not that, like, there are moments of four that I do like, um, but a lot of it, and especially the ending, you're just like, this is not where yeah. you would see, think Indy is. Again, like. I'm just I'm just curious what could we be bringing to the series now, especially after the way four ended. Four ended very much on. Uh, I don't even remember how four, four ended. ended. Basically, with Indiana Jones getting married to uh, yeah. what's your face? Yeah, we got um, married. Yeah, they yeah, got yeah. married. Yeah, yeah, and Shia LaBeouf yeah. was Indy's son. So it's like, is Shia LaBeouf coming back? Probably not. Probably not because he, he was like shit talking the movie as well too. Like after it came out, right? Um, yeah, so I'm just I'm just more concerned. Like, what could you possibly bring to Indiana Jones now that we didn't already yeah. get? But I think they should do like a young Indiana Jones. They did the show. Yeah, but like no one remembers that. No one cares about. But I don't. But I don't think people see Indiana Jones as anyone else but Harrison, right? So they'll be like, "Who's this kid? I don't care about this kid." But like, it would make sense to go back to his younger years because now he'd be, you know, agile and he could do all these things. Yeah. You can't. What are you gonna? It's not a title that you pass. It's not like James like 007. No, I know, but like that's like I don't think people want to see it unless it's harrison ford because like we've seen we see we saw young indy in uh last crusade where uh river phoenix plays him right and it's like and then there was that rumor back in the day that chris pratt remember like people were saying they yes. wanted chris pratt to play but him maybe stuff, maybe but. i want to i want to pose a question here and be, be honest like really like think about this question do we need to see another indiana jones no i don't think we do but James Mangold makes me interested oh, of course of course no, but, but let, let's forget about Mangold the, here the even. character alone is he he discovered like he goes on adventures, so yeah. it makes sense to have multiple versions of Indiana. Oh, Jones. of course. I blame Steven Spielberg for waiting so long to make these films when you could have been making like Indiana it, it could Jones. have been like a Bond like, franchise. Think about almost. Indiana Jones three and then Indiana Jones four, and now Indiana Jones five. The right. time period from three to four was such a huge gap. And yeah, now from four to five, it's such a small gap. Eighty nine oh, was still a pretty big gap. Though. Last Last Crusade to. Last Crusade was 1989. Yeah. And then, shit, it's almost like the same gap. It's like 15 years. Yeah, like it's 15, very 16, close oh, years. Oh, shit. 15 yeah. years from... 2008 was the last one. And this one's coming out... When are we looking at, sorry? 2021. It's next yeah. year. Okay. Very close. It's it, They're close, which is scary to think, but... Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Is this like what more can you do? Are you going to do old man Indiana Jones? Like, are you gonna, like Logan? You can't. Like, like you... Like, I think they would have like a... a 
a time jump in where, the 60s with like or 70s you, now where you jump back in time maybe yeah i you mean you still use harrison ford as a catalyst of i remember that time when i did that adventure yada yada and it it kind of jumps back to a younger <laughs> version of him or you have to like eventually rebrand like rebuild indiana jones from scratch because he's too he's he is a cultural character that lives on he's like spider-man hmm. like you can't like just oh i'm never gonna make it indiana jones because you're it's the only time you'll see indiana jones is in a film do we see this getting pushed back so that mangold can try to you know so i reclaim the writing or whatever i know mangold's directing um bob the, hope no Bob, Bob Dylan. Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan, yeah. And is that being pushed back? I, that's I think in the works right now. It's in the works, but I think this, yeah, this is supposed to come out July 8th, 2021. In Russia, though. In Russia, but what about here? So that means yeah, yeah, but they this already is, have it. This is supposed to be 2021 regardless, though, right? So you're saying next year. Yeah. It's supposed to be next year. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't. It's weird because it's it's also different now too because this is a, a Disney property now. Yeah, it's the so, first time Disney is gonna take right because like the first ones were Paramount, and you, George Lucas isn't part of this one because George Lucas wrote the first three. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he, I think he was just a producer on uh, Kingdom Crystal Skull. Probably. Um, yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting again. I think Mangold is a phenomenal director, and I think he's a great choice. But he was he was he wrote the story for. It was just, it would just suck like you. To like never make an Indiana Jones film again. No, I know, but you know? I don't, but I don't think we've seen Indiana Jones enough. Like we've seen Spider Man in a million different movies and franchises and TV shows. Indiana Jones is always tied to. Yeah, it's like Back to the Future. It's like yeah, you're, like, you're tied to. We those all want to see Marty right? McFly, and we all want to see. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I want to see somebody else's Marty McFly. I always, you know what I mean. Like as much as I want Indiana Jones, I really think about it. I'm like, okay, if if it comes out, that's great, but. I don't think people are clamoring or asking for it, right? Because it's still—it's true, yeah. but it's still a character you would. I love the. Character. I love. I, I love Raiders the of the Lost Ark is probably top five movies of all time. For Easy, me. Yeah. I love, adore it. And his, the whole purpose of Indiana Jones is a person who goes on and discovers. So it would just makes it just. I don't know. No, it just. I, I it would be you. injustice. Like it would do it injustice. You know to, what? One of my. You know what? One of my favorite Indiana Jones movies is. The Mummy. <laughs> Phenomenal. It's basically an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. The Brandon Fisher one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. The Tom Cruise one. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, The Mummy is... Even I, I like... Um, I think Uncharted, it, 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 you know, God rest his soul whenever it comes out, uh, the movie, that's also going to fill in a lot of those gaps of Indiana Jones as yeah. well. And and people are but like, and yeah, people are upset like, because it's like, oh, I don't want to see a young Nathan Drake. Yeah. But I don't want to see Nathan Drake on film. I want to see I Indiana Jones. Like, right. It's like... It's it's a cheap way of getting your your thrill yeah. of, of that adventure. That Tom Holland. Uh, it's like Tomb Raider. Sorry, <laughs> Tomb Raider is a female Indiana Jones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do I want to watch Tomb Raider? No, I'd rather play Tomb Raider. I wouldn't w- watch Tomb Raider. Um, Tom Holland was doing press for Onward, and he was saying that the new Uncharted starts shooting in four weeks, and they don't. Was ha- that two weeks ago? That was like probably a week and a half ago now, yeah. and they still don't have the director. So rumored that's to be Ruben Fletcher. Ruben Fletcher, right? Yeah. Maybe Tom Holland is directing. Maybe, maybe they're maybe just my a collective effort. They're maybe all just going into each as well day as like, what are we filming today? It's like Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, and uh, Mark Wahlberg is uh, going to be Sully in it, eh? Okay. 
I'll be fine. Next story. <laughs> Ryan Johnson claims Apple doesn't let villains use iPhones on screen. This comes from Christopher Rosen of Variety. Next time, the supposed hero pulls out an Android phone in a movie. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it says to say with a stank. Android. With a stank on there. Or television So Start getting suspicious. In a new interview with Vanity Fair, Ryan Johnson claimed that Apple isn't keen on allowing its product to be used by villains. I don't know if I should say this or not. The knives out directly. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's how he said it. I don't, I, I don't know if I should say this or not. Like a red dot appears on him. The knives out director said in a notes on the scene video. Not because it's... Uh, <laughs> what is La- that? Lascivious? La- Lascivious. Lascivious. or something? Lascivious. Lascivious. Uh, but because it's going to screw me on the next mystery movie that I write, but I forget it, I'll say it. it's very interesting. Apple, they let you use iPhones in movies, but, and this is very pivotal, if you're ever watching a mystery movie, bad guys cannot have iPhones on camera. A representative for Apple did not immediately <laughs> respond to the request for comment. That's so I don't funny. think this is true. I think it's true. I, I don't think I, this is true. If I, had, if I was a brand, yeah. and you're going to be using my technology, yeah. I don't want you to use my technology to be either a terrorist. Oh, what? A bat, yeah. like a like a, someone who murders people. Right. I don't want you. I don't want my brand to be associated with someone who is hurting people. You I know think. What I'm I think that yes, there's a there's that as a claim, which is great. But the guy's a villain. Yeah, but I I, I think the villain when, kills people. When the way this article kind of words it, it's so. I guess it's trying to be too on the nose of like, no, no, let me read your like script. This, like, this is yeah. a fact. I need yeah. to read your script and I need to see, is, is, is this guy holding an iPhone? Holy shit, he's using an iPhone. Yeah. Oh, I wow. think it's more like, if you can, like, don't let the bad guys. No, I devices. think Apple would be like, I need to know. Control of how their products are They're so controlled. I think they're yeah. very controlling, but I don't know. I think this just makes it too on the nose. I'm curious now, like, I want to go, anytime I go back and watch movies now, I'm always going to be looking to see who's using an iPhone or not. Yeah, right? I, I, like I thought I've that's seen, what I've seen I thought you were going to do iPhones. that, but you didn't. I, but I'm trying to think who though. Who's used iPhones? But I also don't know who's using iPhones in movies in general. Like I don't pay. No, I don't, but, but so, sometimes we'll say like, oh, he's using an iPhone. Oh, he's using. Uh, he's always oh, on iOS four. What's going on? <laughs> There's a lot of iOS fours out there. You know, yeah. you ever watch like a like I think a movie like, where they're using like. like like Mission Impossible goes protocol. Like, like I look back to like the Mac morning show, for example. Yeah. Steve Carell uses, but an that's iPhone. also an Apple produced show, though. So I can't. Right. But, but, but that should be even more. I get it, but that show is an Apple show. So even if it's not, they're still. They're, yeah, he was on iOS theirs. five, I think. But, that's was, why. No. but everyone else on iOS. <laughs> but, that's still, but that's still their show. So I'm yeah. trying to think. Was of, he a villain though? Um, I'm not gonna argue with that one. He's a villain. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but 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 that's a, the difference. Is that's their show though. Yeah, so at no, least they that. they still have a, a control of how it's seen, right? Yeah. They're like, let me just airdrop my uh, contacts over to you. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could yeah, still yeah. have that. I'm just curious now, like, in other movies, is yeah. this... Uh, I thought you would, like, take the time and research. To watch every movie? Yeah, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have time for From that. No, but, like, he would be now. like that guy. Let me go through my movie list and find an so instance see, of... I was looking in The Invisible Man. I, didn't you, she? You can see it. She had an iPhone, did she not? Yeah. I think he did too. Did he have an iPhone as well? No, he didn't. I, yeah, he but he got invisible though. No, he did have an iPhone. He had an Android. He had an Android. No, he had an iPhone. No, dude. Yes, he did. You know why? But yes, he did. Hundred percent. No, he iPhone. had. A, he had an Android. It rang. I so it the, was like, the one that it was the ringtone that we have on our phones. Yeah, but like that could have just been a ringtone though. That it was they definitely put. an iPhone. But I'm trying to think. No spoilers. There was a phone in an attic. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, was that's, that was that his phone or her phone? That was his phone. That was his phone. But was that an iPhone? It might have been no. An Android. It might have been an Android. I'm, I'm trying, trying to, I'm trying to think. You know, they all look. It's a sheet of glass. You yeah. know. I don't know. I, I don't like this debate. But it's curious. Next time you're watching a movie. I own an look, iPhone and look, I'm a villain. It's true. Anthony is a villain. Yeah. We let him have an iPhone. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm we're curious now. Going forward, though, look out for this in movies to see if this claim is true. That's a spoiler now. For well, let's make watch. a movie. Yeah. We'll, villains have iPhones? We'll create. Yeah, we'll call it Villains Have iPhones. <laughs> so Apple just sues us right away. No, 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 no. But All the right. good guys win. Let's, let's, let's hop into the box office. Cha-ching! That's great. Ooh. So, the Invisible Man materializes with a solid $26 million weekend. This is coming from Dave McNary of Variety. So, Elizabeth Moss's The Invisible Man scared up a solid $26 million opening weekend at around 3,600 uh, North American locations. Estimates show Saturday. Paramount's Sonic the Hedgehog, which had led for the past two weekends, will finish second with about $15 million in about 4,000 theaters. Uh, for a 17-day total of 127 million, Bad Boys for Life, which has been a key factor in keeping the overall box office healthy in 2020, <laughs> will wind up the weekend with a 400 million dollar worldwide total. Big ups to Bad Boys, though, making lots of money, <clears throat> lots of bank, and that's the highest-grossing Bad Boys movie, man. Easy. It's, it's that's crazy. It's doing well, man. It's Good nice time to see. for January, right? Yeah. Um, so the Hedgehog has been. Dethroned. Dethroned. Yeah. He got his uh, legs cut off. We, we we didn't even expect the Hedgehog to make it that far yeah yeah so good for the hedgehog um i mean going back to the whole iphone thing if the invisible man did have an iphone mm-hmm. you can't see him though so you see the phone yeah but you don't see him so you don't know if it's him using it right but he's using the phone then but we don't see him holding the phone that phone's just holding itself but do, we don't see that. Uh, but that's awesome for Invisible Man. Like, I'm really glad that it's doing that much. $26 million in the opening weekend. That's great. Amazing. Because the movie's budget. I was about to ask you. $7 million. That's fantastic. I was wondering how much that movie. $7 million. That's, it's amazing. Like, Lee Weinel knows how to make movies on a budget. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, like, why not just round it off to 10, you know? I, I was reading that he, he, he got a. A two-year deal. A two-year deal yeah. with uh, Blumhouse. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, that's amazing. Maybe he'll get more money for this movie. For TV for and film movie. for the next two years. So. Maybe. I do, you, see. do you guys see there being a sequel for The Invisible Man? Yes. Okay. I think that'll make enough money for them to want to do a sequel. Interesting. Will they? Hmm, who knows? But they might be called The Invisible Woman. Might be. The Invisible Dog. The Invisible Cat. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what we call yeah. The Invisible Invisalign. <laughs> It's a dentist film. The Invisalign? Yeah, The Invisalign. It's just about people's teeth not being straight. Damn. It's just somebody, an invisible person holding your teeth in place. <laughs> Do, you think, <laughs> Do you really think they're going to make a sequel? I think it's possible. We'll if get the there. We'll, enough money. We'll get there if we, uh, once we talk about the end of the movie. I would say if we'll Remember, know. People want to make money. There's no such yeah. thing as creativity anymore. Yeah, but four. Okay, so let's see. We'll go back to this in four weeks because 26 million. Yes, it's a lot for a movie that the budget was 7 million. But is it really worth spending? Because you're going to have to up the budget the next movie, right? I think People they could are going to up it to ten million. <laughs> think about it. How much could they really up the budget? I could see. I could see him being the almost like figurehead for their dark monster movies now. You know what I mean? If they do. Anyways, what? okay. What the character? No. Um. What's his name? Lee Wennell. Lee Wennell. He's from New Zealand. Yeah. He's a cute. Hey, hey, man. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> trailers. 
trailers trailers shit oh. uh, that's I, not the end i sorry because I, I said trailers with you guys and i no, no you're supposed to say it after us though because i thought i was gonna start it and then you but no, it's a person who's hosting that starts it yeah it's all good we'll get there we were so close we were so close but so we'll close. get there. so close we'll get so there. far daniel's like right now it's like i hate anthony so <laughs> yeah but i think that every time we record yeah, those, that's not a new thing uh, so what means we're in the right place right yeah. now <laughs> so we got a trailer for amazing stories it's the apple tv plus series coming out uh i think executive produced by steven spielberg yeah he was on stage talking about it yeah. i think he's just producing, producing? Yeah. yeah so that's pretty cool it's, i think it's a, a remake or a reprisal of an older series yeah from like the 50s or something i think it, the year three maybe who knows yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's just different amazing stories i guess every that's episode it. i mean yeah. that's a that's a bold statement these yeah. stories better be amazing coming soon apple coming tv soon plus, apple TV plus. Uh, yeah saint maude this is the a24 horror film coming this is out the most a24 ass looking movie ever did you man. watch the trailer guys yeah, yeah. holy shit it man messed me i up. took out my bible <laughs> I, I, pray, I, pray, I, Bible, I prayed rosary right after that man yeah. yeah i went to the mosque right away and they're like what are you doing here <laughs> uh but yeah my god this like the scene where she takes like the the bed of nails and puts it in her shoes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Whew. i mean it's fun family fun you know i think so i mean like i loved hereditary and midsummer but this seems way more messed up like who's directing this one i don't know it's because it's not uh, it's not ari aster no, no it's not ari aster. it's not his wheelhouse a film, but uh, I, I mean, it's not too far off, though. It seems a little far off. Like yeah. when I was watching the trailer, has, it didn't seem like an Ari Aster kind of film. No, but it has like this eeriness. Rose glass, rose glass. But it looks very. It's such an. It's A24. a female director. Nice. It's a very A two four looking movie. Very A two four looking yeah. movie. Uh, and we got a trailer for Candyman. We can't say his name more than Candyman. 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 Oh my shit, man! Fuck. We're dead. This no. is your knock on my door. Hello, yeah. hello. You guys are dead because I'm the Candyman. You're the candy man? Yeah, I give you I'm candy. I'm probably like a candy man like I give you candy, Halloween. And then you get diabetes. Oh. And then you die. A slow death. You could be the candy cane man. <laughs> the so. candy cane man. Candy cane. Uh, so candy man trailer came out starring Yaya Abdumatin, I believe. Yep. Did I say his name right? Damn, you did. good, right? Uh, you'll know him as Black Manta and Aquaman and Dr. Manhattan, Manhattan. in uh, Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he's leading this film. It's a spiritual sequel to the first candy man. So I think it's kind of going down the Halloween route. Um, where they're ignoring the other sequels that kind of came out and going straight to this one. Um, this is also directed. <laughs> this is also directed by a female. Female director as well. Noah. Yeah, you have to help me here. Nia DaCosta. Nia DaCosta, and obviously produced by uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Who, who yeah. wrote it? Uh, Jordan Peele and yeah. uh, Nia DaCosta and Wynn Rosenfield. Feld. Yeah. Yeah, so Jordan Peele, this again, this feels like a very Jordan Peele world. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the Us trailer because it was like, hey, let's take a pop song and remix it to sound scary. Yeah, so we got Say My Name, which is a great choice. Yeah, yeah I like it, Say My Name though. by Destiny's Child. Yeah, smart. Yeah, really well, smart. Yeah, really the whole well premise of Candyman is don't say the Candyman name. Even though you said it so many times during this podcast yeah, well, I'm that I'm confident we're dying today. Um. Yeah, no, it looks, it looks interesting <laughs> for sure. Like I think, uh, yeah, yeah, is it uh, very slashery. Yeah, very. It's a great choice for it. I, he's, a, I, I'm excited for him because I feel like he's going to really take off in the next. He's a really good actor. He's a yeah, great actor. I, I like him. Yeah, um, like yeah, it looks really scary. Yeah, it looks really scary. It's coming out in June. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just curious. Like a lot of, a lot of horror movies coming out not in October, which yeah. bothers me. You know. Yeah. We have this. We have. Is it just? Yeah. It's just. I guess it's. 
money. Maybe. I don't know. Like, Maybe. Why, why not come out? I mean, they'll make a lot of, of September. Because, like, when you look at October, October, they're not known to be giant money making months for the movies typically yeah um at least at least this movie will be out in time for people to watch it at home for halloween and i think these movies are also because the budget and the production behind them is so good and they're getting such good reviews they're making the kind of bank that they wouldn't make in october they're making good money right now where it's kind of quiet yeah and jordan peele is uh he's a marketable name right now so it's nice to see that he's doing more and kind of creating his jordan peele verse of movies Easy, it looks yeah. like so yeah i'm down for this yeah. i'm excited for this one yeah. we got a trailer for the high note yes can we you, did can you tell us about this one daniel uh, i don't watch the trailer do you know what this is about anthony mm, you talk talk about maybe i've seen it. i don't know I don't remember. no do you tell me what you think it's yeah. about give us the what what's, what's the, plot the plot of the high us? note the high note uh, um yeah it's like a musician yeah okay. yeah okay plays the piano right yeah of course course. you know notes on a piano notes Mm -hmm. on a a sheet of paper of course and um he needs to get high (laughs) to to hit those notes so he has to smoke up and then he realizes that you know he can't get high enough anymore yeah to make his masterpiece of music yeah and he gets he, he needs to get on another high oh yeah yeah so he moves from one drug to another damn just and it's just, spiral. and it's a spiral downhill. It's ben Affleck, isn't it? Because, <laughs> you know, he does the hard drugs, he gets the high, but now he's just addicted. He's an addic- addicted drug addict piano player. And he has and, to coach a basketball team, too. And he, he has to play for us, right? Yeah. Because his music's so amazing. When he's high, yeah, people just adore so he's him. He's damaging his own life for the benefit of other people. Exactly. Who plays the piano? Timothy Chalamet, of course, and who's the piano playing, itself, and who yeah. plays? He's the he's the piano, and who plays the pianist? Mm. Who's this musician? Who would play a great drug addict? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Robert Damn. Downey Jr. He's, he's going back to his roots for this Damn. one, and they they need to, he needs to, and it's all method as well. He's it's, doing yeah, the hard he drugs. has poor it's guy method. Yeah, it will win him an Academy Award, of course. But if he makes will, it, if he, he may also it. kill him as if well. If he makes it to it, yes. Damn. Who's directed by? He's also doing this, uh, reprising his role from Tropic Thunder as well. Yes, of course. Uh, Directed by. uh, I don't know, man. Who's who's a great director? Who's a good drug director? (laughs) (laughs) Darren Aronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. Did you guys see uh, Roman Polanski won an award yesterday? No, I don't follow him anymore. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For what? Uh, he won best director for for, best, for, best for something at some uh, at some award show and uh, the, movie, ca- the the movie that he directed in the cast of a portrait of a lady on fire. They all walked out. Like I was seeing it all over Twitter that they're hey, like, "Nah, fuck this guy." He he won not too long ago as well for yeah, he won an Academy time. for the pianist, right? Yeah. Um, the high note stars Tracy Ellis Ross and Dakota Johnson. Tracy Ellis Ross is basically like a a, f- a big diva singer like her mama. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana Ross, and uh, she's not playing Diana Ross though. She's just oh. playing like another big diva singer who's kind of at who's in her twilight years, and she kind of wants to be somebody again, be relevant, and not just have a residency in Las Vegas or something like that, right? Like so many stars do. Uh, Dakota Johnson is like her intern, okay, slash 
producer because Dakota Johnson's like, yeah, I wrote a bunch of songs for you and stuff like that. Ice Cube is in it as well. Of course. And basically, Ice, Ice Cube is her, like, manager. Of course. Uh, and basically, <laughs> Trace, it's all about, like, their relationship and trying to come back in the music scene and make songs that are relevant and hip and cool with, like, the new, her new audience and, you know, to go out on a high note of her career. Okay. I, I like my story better. Yeah, I like, my, I like mine. I'd, was, I mean, I'd watch yours too. I'd watch yeah. yours. You would definitely watch. Yeah, mine. I yeah, watch I would definitely watch it. Timothy Chalamet as a piano. Yeah, that that kid has Robert range. Robert Downey Jr. playing Timothy Chalamet. Damn, that's great. Those drugs are really good. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, <laughs> playing his teeth. <laughs> Why are you playing his teeth? I, I I assumed he's on like all fours and he's just playing on his back. Oh, is he clapping cheeks as well? <laughs> that's what you're doing. For that's, some what I was, that's that's how you protect yeah. yourself. That invisible man. So many people left that theater because Daniel was clapping cheeks. <laughs> we got a trailer for Tales from the Loop. <laughs> I just can't talk right now. Tales from the Loop. I'll get composed. Tales from the Loop is a Amazon Prime series, eight or nine episodes, executive produced by. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves is not British. I think. <laughs> he's not British. No, he is the upcoming director for the Batman. So he's the executive producer behind this. He's been promoting it a lot. Uh, it's an Amazon Prime series. I don't know what it's about. I see robots, kids, powers. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Price and Rebecca Hall. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's coming it, it out later. Looks interesting though. I. Uh, I don't know why it, looked, it gave it looked, me like these vibes of Horizon Zero Dawn, but not as yeah, like almost like this is like a futurist future esque type society. It looks it's shot really well. It yeah, looks good for sure. Yeah. Visually, it looks good. Yeah. So out this week, we've got Onward, Pixar's latest film. Uh, last film that they did was what? Incredibles two. Uh, uh, Toy Story four. Toy Story four. Yeah. So uh, yeah. That's coming out. And we got The Way Back, Ben Affleck, basketball coach, drunk. <laughs> That's me doing taboo with you guys or charades. Yeah. I uh, sent you that video of, like, um, I think it was Diane Sawyer uh-huh. interviewing Ben Affleck and, like, how this very really, candid about, like, this oh, yeah. really, like, it was therapeutic for him. Therapeutic him. for him, but it was, like, a real connection to him because it, he played in real life. He was the same person. Right. Like he really hit the bottle really yeah. hard. And then he had to get into like Batman fucked him up. We, uh, like we, it, we, it bothers me because frig man, like if, if this didn't happen, like if he didn't hit the bottle again, like he, because he went into remission in terms right. of being drinking and then he, he went to drink- rehab twice, right? Yeah. He went to rehab twice and then he started drinking a little here and a little there. And he's like, why can't I have a glass of wine with my wife? Right. And then that glass of wine turned into, why can't I have a bottle of wine with my wife? Right. And then it turned into, why can't I have whiskey every single night, every single day? Yeah. And why am I not drunk every single yeah. And I feel like this like really hurt like him and it also hurt all his endeavors that yeah. he was connected to. Mm-hmm. I love Ben Affleck. Like, I, 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 lo- I love Ben. Yeah, man. He's my boy. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, when when the Diane Sawyer came out, and when the article came out too, when he was, I think uh, I'm not too sure who was the interview was. It was either Hollywood Reporter or Variety. Um, he was talking openly about like him being Batman and what this role did to him, and I guess the depression that he went in. And yeah. then, I mean, addiction is a very it's a very sad and depressing thing, and yeah. it, it sucks that he went through that. I remember. Um, like seeing like the again because paparazzi was never kind to ben in his earlier years right uh and then now like 
people would be posting these pictures of him getting like alcohol delivered to his house and stuff like that. Remember yeah. when like it's like just leave the, him, like the let the, let, let, leave him alone, man. That's like, so crazy. It's man. So I didn't even know him. about there was a video of him like talking to his ex in the car where she was driving him to rehab. Jennifer Garner. And they stop at a fast food restaurant to yeah. get him food and, and he's just in the back with the windows open because I'm guessing he was like just hot and yeah. drunk and just he's driving. just he's like I don't care. I like you. Literally, can see he's friggin' yeah. gone. And it's sad, but it's nice. And like he's I, yelling at his his ex or his wife at yeah. the time. Now his ex and his ex is just like, jeez, eat the fucking food, Ben. Yeah, and, like she's just just disappointed. You, you feel you feel for so them, you right? Feel it's, for him. Yeah, and yeah. and for Jennifer Gardner too. I mean, like obviously, like we could spend a lot of time talking about this, but like she's still yeah. stood by him and yeah. stands by him. And they raise her kids. It's nice yeah, to see. And wicked. hopefully he's on a path now that will bring him back to movies. Cause honestly, I love Ben Affleck. We love his movies. We talk about the town like every single episode. So, um, hopefully he's going to do better. And do maybe this he, is his um, way back. Do you think he finally removes his tattoo? No. The Phoenix. One? I wonder if that was, he spoke about that too in his interview. That's, that's an awful tattoo. You yeah. need to fix that, Ben. Oh, yeah. Easy. I don't know if you, you know? were <laughs> drunk or what, but like that's just... It's that that Phoenix go. Rising is... That looks like the, the like UK cover of the Order like, of the Phoenix. All like, that money... <laughs> it shouldn't be... All that classic. money you have, you, that's the tattoo you got. Hey, you know what? Like if it, At that time, it made sense to him. Sure, no, we'll that, but like it could have been a better looking Phoenix for sure, Rising. For that sure, that tattoo artist like, his back was like Ben. I I don't want to draw this, dude. Like, I this is my first going. tattoo. <laughs> uh, it was actually Matt Damon that gave it to oh him. Oh God. Um, yeah, I mean, like we'll we'll see what happens next with Ben. Like he's shooting the last duel. Ben, if you're listening, we love you, man. We love you. We love you, man. You got yeah, this. Man, we love you. Um, give give me a, a role in your movie. That's <laughs> yeah, the villain. Don't give him a smart an iPhone. Oh yeah, we'll make him invisible. So what though. are you guys watching this week? Or last two weeks, I guess. Yeah. A lot of stuff. I think right. I, I left out a lot of stuff for sure because I kept forgetting. Yeah, I kept forgetting too. But uh, what did you watch, Anthony? Oh, okay. We'll start I, with I, you. I, We're going I, alphabetical I order. With A, A? Yeah, A for Anthony. Did you always get picked first in school for things? No. Because you were A, G, right? So No, no one picked me for That's anything. so sad because you're invisible. <laughs> you were invisible to them too. Teachers <laughs> would just skip over his I'm name. Like like, uh, uh, all right, if we're going to go to Ben, what happened to the other We're going to start with Zachary know. Zebowitz. Why are we going Z's first? <laughs> I'm like that guy who makes like huge changes, but then they forget about Huge changes? Yeah. What kind of changes, man? What were you making in grade school that was like revolutionizing the like, world? I, I, yeah, man. I Instead created... of playing four square, what if he did six? Damn. It's like three dimensional. <laughs> so square. I've been watching The New Pope. Like, like yeah, the real still, Pope outside? Like, I'm, still, I'm still watching, watching The it? New Pope, and yeah. I've been watching The Outsider. I also watched volume three of The Chef Show. Man, I love The Chef Show. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm glad you like I, I love. John Favreau as a chef more than I love him as a director. Nice. It's a well-made show. And it's a well-made show. I think he actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he left directing to to just make food. I'd be surprised. I, I, don't, I don't think he'll yeah. do that. <laughs> why not? Dude, like, why he, would he? Why? Why, why not? Like, he's, it, it, he seems more passionate about food than... But we also don't know, you also don't know how passionate he is about making movies because you don't like him in that area. No, man. Like, the guy's like, he's... He's he the same way on set. Level. He's probably like chefs kissing every scene, you know. <laughs> um, but I love watching people eat and mm-hmm. food okay, man. Okay. being made. It's great, and, yeah. And you, yeah, you don't have to go to a fancy restaurant and eat a steak. You can go to a hole in the wall, and it'll probably be five hundred times better. Than yeah, most of the best food I've had has yeah. been like a hole in the wall, hundred yeah. percent easy. Yeah. 
Uh, did you see the episode? I think it was see, uh, series two when he's at Lucasfilm, like in the yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, really cool. Uh, what's his name shows up? Yoda. Uh, Dave the, Filoni. Dave Filoni shows yeah. up. There's one where Sam Raimi shows up. Uh, Sam Raimi has some weird he's characteristics. A bit, of, he's a bit of a creepy dude. There's one part where he tries the food. He almost has an orgasm. What What did he sound like? Like he just his, his facial it? expression and the camera cuts off and I don't know. Like you can see like <laughs> the camera had to cut off. Like subtitles <laughs> came up. We're not able to show yeah. the reaction Sam Raimi had. The, in one of the, Even though this is Netflix, <laughs> yeah. like, it was too dark for Netflix. In one of the episodes. Um, and I didn't know about this about uh, John Favreau. He loves making bread. Like he's a bread connoisseur. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about bread either. Bread so, is hard as shit yeah. to make. So he had like yeast that's been fermenting. waiting, fermenting for like a year. I'm like, what? I thought you just make bread. I didn't know you had to find like it's, the it's yeast. An, it's an art form. Yeah. Man. And you build the the bread out of this little yeast that yeah. kind of ferments for and you. And put you have it, to mix it because the gluten will make it yeah. a certain way. It's crazy. You put in your fruit uh vegetables and vegetables foot in, you put your left foot uh yeah man like it's such an art yeah. yeah and sam raimi has this bread that he makes and he's just like seizure like you so can see it like, what does he it just sound ha- like it, he doesn't make a noise it's his facial can you do expression it right now? he doesn't make a noise but can you do the, the facial expression i don't know they think of sam raimi and Remember, just, what was, I, just, I just think i'm on set of spider-man one that's it what do you what was he doing in <laughs> think of it Sam- like the posters for uh was it uh what's the poster i'm, I'm gonna say the wrong name <laughs> Thor, Shia LaBeouf, and all of them are like they're all making like the... oh, nymphomaniac. Okay, I was we're gonna nymph- call it necrophilia. Necrophilia, I call <laughs> yeah. it before nymphomaniac. Very yeah, different yeah. things. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely very different. He was things. making the yes. the Stellan um, Skarsgård one. It's funny though, because like literally, <laughs> God, literally today I was just watching a video about uh, necrophilia. Uh, no, about uh, <laughs> <laughs> sourdough bread, like, and it's like. It's such a long yeah. thing to what make. What is your like, YouTube history like? No, I was watching Binging with Babish. Man. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So, yeah, like, man, I love watching food. Like, if my passion is to just eat food. That's a good passion. Good just, passion. I would love to join John Favreau and Roy Choi and David Chang and just, just take eat me food th- with them. Take, yeah. Just take, take us there to and LA and just eat. give me food. Yeah. Um, and I also been watching, um, I've been telling you guys, I've been watching a lot of historical videos on video games. Like yeah. people who've kind of like documented um, stories about video games. So I came across a YouTube channel called um, Gaming Historian. The Gaming Historian. Yeah. And it caught my eye because it was just like the making of Super Mario 3. I'm like, oh, I wonder like what that looked like. So yeah. I played it and then just went down this rabbit hole of, Okay, let's talk about Super Mario 2. And I'm like, that's why it looks so different. Yeah. I didn't understand why Super Mario 2 looks so different than Super Mario 1 and 3. So there was a whole bunch of these these historic, historical stories about video games and how they were made. And it just led me down this path for the past week of just learning about PlayStation, Sega, yeah. Sega CD, Saturn, uh, Dreamcast, Nintendo, the 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 release of Nintendo 64, what that looked like. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing the production quality yeah, that goes I, into them too. Eh? For a YouTube channel, like YouTube is like, these people are serving up content that like they're creating, literally. that yeah. they're creating. And like, I remember back in the day, like watching G4 TV or whatever and seeing like, Oh, the, the launch of the Xbox, like the first Xbox and like seeing these interviews, but like these people are actually like, like, bringing all these clips together and making a, like legit documentaries about them. Yeah. And Gaming Historian is phenomenal. Did you know gaming is great? Like there's yeah. so many amazing YouTubers doing like like 
crafting these works that like because things things would get lost to history right yeah like the, there's a story on tetris and how it was built in soviet russia, russia yeah and like literally the soviets owned or russia owned tetris and because it was built on their computers and this guy just wanted like to build things because he was bored at doing whatever he was doing in soviet russian times yeah crazy and like who owns what and it's just it's pretty cool it's so cool. if you it's guys love video games and you want to learn more about it head over to youtube the gaming historian is a great resource for that as well as um you told me the other one did you know gaming did you know gaming it's a great one too yeah cool all right yeah, that's what i've been watching that's awesome that's a lot of good stuff daniel uh if my alphabetizers are correct you, you are next. correct uh yeah i've been going through my weekly shows harley quinn just finished up its first season again You've heard Shay and I talk about how much we love the show. One of the best animated shows I've seen in years. It's just absolutely phenomenal. And the the season finale was really great. I'm looking forward to it. Returning on April 3rd, also my birthday. So it's a good gift for me. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been great. All right. All right. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been great so far this season. Uh, you've been watching it too. Yes. Are you all caught up? Uh, I'm just not the last episode. Got you. Yeah, yeah. you've been enjoying it so far oh, as well? I'm loving the season. Yeah, the season's starting off really, really strong. Really strong. Uh, but kind of like with the Batman news, I guess two weeks ago, I went back to watch Batman Begins and I was watching uh, the Avengers and Winter Soldier as well, too, because I was kind of continuing my Captain America rewatch that I started a few weeks back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Broadchurch. So Broadchurch is uh, it's a BBC series mm-hmm. uh, that's from like 2013. So I remember watching the first few episodes all the way back then. It stars David Tennant and um, Olivia... Oh, Coleman, Coleman. Um, they play detectives, and it's basically three seasons, eight episodes each. It's such a phenomenal show uh, about them solving like this murder case, and then kind of like each season is still connected to that case, but other things are happening too. It's such a well done show, so definitely watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, because why not? Why not? It's just movie. it's just a comfort food movie. Uh, Inception as well too, just because I haven't seen it in a little while. Uh, kind of timely. I watched Contagion as well too, just so I could not sleep at night and mm. have fear of viruses. Um, and then I watched yesterday. I just watched Spider Man Far From Home because I just because in the mood to see those Mysterio scenes again. Nice. So, yeah. And then obviously we'll talk about the Invisible Man in a bit. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, Shay. Uh, so I watched a, a documentary on Crave called Kobe Bryant's Muse. Um, when I got like three quarters of the way through it, I was like, "Wait, I've already watched this before." So that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, back to the, I did a Back to the Future one to three kind of not a marathon, but uh, every other day, my girlfriend, my brother, and I we watched um, the first, well, the only three Back to the Future yeah, films. You just your rewatch, <clears throat> just rewatching them because yeah. uh, my brother hadn't seen the third one, but um, my girlfriend hadn't seen any of them, and they loved them. They stand up still, still strong. They really enjoyed these movies, so that's good to see. What is your favorite of the three? Two. Yeah, me too. Yeah, two. How about you, sure. Anthony? One. One? The, what? It's one. Like, what? Two? Yeah, two. I love, I love one and two. Three, no, I can, is, I'm okay not watching. One is obviously awesome, but two, just what it does, it, it, the fact that it goes literally into the future, then back to the past, and creates all this time warp, and it's really wicked. Cool, man. One. Everyone <laughs> Two is basically one, if you think about it. It is, two is one again. Yeah. Yeah, it is, but like one is one. One has some of my favorite moments, for sure. But then two does them again. So okay, well, no. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, okay here we two, go. The, the car flies, okay? And one, it doesn't fly. So I like flying cars. 
So are you saying the flying cars is bad? Yes. Yeah. Also, it runs on plutonium, which is bad. And two, it runs on like biodegradable food. So you want to burn down the Yo. earth. You are a villain. Yeah. There you go. And then I watched. Give us your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Allied, uh, the Robert Zemeckis, uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, and Anthony's Marianne, favorite movie. Marianne Cotard. <laughs> Did you like this movie? No, Anthony hates it. it. Yeah, it was a bad movie. You hated Allied too. I don't know. You hate everything. The person I went to watch it with fell asleep. Yeah, it was. And I was know. like almost falling asleep. It was like, what, what, what is this? And movie. I thought it was going to be great because it was Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, but he's he's kind of off his game lately. But I I, I enjoyed it. I, it's my second time really watching it, so you know, like since you haven't watched it since theaters. I don't think so. Maybe I did, but it really was like, oh, cool. Maybe I watched the third time. I don't know. Brad Pitt does play a Canadian soldier. He does from Ontario. I uh, watched Avengers Infinity War. No reason, just was like kind of in the mood. Yeah. It's, it's a comfort film, I guess you could say. I've been wanting to watch it, but because it's not on Disney Plus yet, I'm like, I really want to watch it in 4K. But I thought I did watch it on Disney Plus. No, it's not. It probably on won't be 4K. It, it, it's on Disney Plus, will be in July or June. I still don't think what I'm seeing on Disney Plus is 4K. No? It's just, I don't know. There's something the movies look it. good. The movies, I haven't had an issue with the movies. I, they look phenomenal, especially the Pixar ones, like, look great. And you can't really tell because there's no, there's nothing telling you. Oh, this is 4K. Other than you have to believe, man. The, yeah, you believe you to, in Disney magic, but that's it. Do you believe in? I wish, magic? like, I really wish there was because like, like, when you're watching it on Apple TV, when you press menu, it will show 4K. Like you wish that there yes. was something that you could see, like the like, bit rate or something. Yeah, I want like streaming services telling me what I'm seeing is what Netflix I'm is asking really well. for. You know, like I want data. I think yeah. it depends on which platform you're watching. Like I know if you're watching like a PS4 or maybe even Xbox, uh, if you like push L3 or R3, it'll actually give you yeah what the bit rate, but, bit but rate when I, and what it's showing. But if I'm watching something that's Dolby Vision on Disney Plus, if I hit the setting on my TV to see what setting it's using, it shows Dolby Vision for sure because it, it, sure, it goes yeah. into that right. But like that doesn't mean you're getting the highest bit rate. It's true. You, no, right. That means I, like it still could be compressed. No, for sure. You're just getting something that says, "Yeah, this is Dolby Vision." Make it Dolby Vision, right? Yeah, yeah. I recently like a bunch of nerds. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, obviously. Interstellar again. <laughs> again, I watched yeah. it like three weeks ago. But you send me the send the pictures. Yeah, send the picture to us. I so honestly. You'd... I'm falling more in love with that film than I should. It's so good, man. I yeah. went from going like, yeah, it's good, to loving it, to now it's just, it's so amazing. It gives me so many feelings yeah. when I watch it. Um, I think the first time I watched it, it's such a big movie in the sense of like, you it's so much to handle at once. It's it's so like sensory overload in the sense that like you're just like, I'm sense in mind. I'm man. just taking yeah. so much in right now, but like. It's, you said it. You said it correct. You yeah. need literally. You if you go watch this movie, you come out with a freaking degree in yeah. science. Yeah, you come out so much. More. I watched this film and I was like, I get it. I love. It. I love it. It's phenomenal. <laughs> You're like no. Because the first time I watched it, I remember I had just hopped off a flight. My 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 luggage was still in my trunk. Yeah, yeah. and I went to the theater with you to go watch this you movie. Did. And I remember just being half asleep, being like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we watched it at ten thirty at night as well. Yeah, too, and yeah. I and I was I was like three hours behind as well. And I was like, yeah, let's just do this, Daniel. What was this called again? Inter- interspeller. Interspeller. <laughs> um, interspeller. 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 Uh, who's interspeller? Uh, yeah, and again, just I can't. I wouldn't be surprised and if it, I watch another. It's two crazy because it's all about love. Yeah. It's and like that score, this score love is what trans- gets me. transitions through time. Time transcends time <laughs> and space. Time. Yeah. So there's like you know, sex dies in the present. Pardon me. Sex, 
Sex will die. So here's a, here's a. Oh, this is a this isn't a quote from the movie. No. Okay. So it's like the <laughs> Michael Caine. This is, sex I heard, dies in the so present. So sex dies in the in the present. Oh, how was it said? Oh, can't remember. Who said this? Sex will Mickey always Rourke? sex will always die in the present, future in the present, or something like that. Well, love will transition, transcend, 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 transcend date forever. Nice. Yeah, I'm just fucking drunk. Sorry, guys. Yeah, you, you, I'm Ben Affleck. Just pushing oh, back God. that bottle over here. <laughs> that bottle oh, of messy gave me life. A bottle of you know Tequila. vodka. Well, I listen, man. You don't bring the bottle that I gave you. You get the bottle that I give you. Okay. Whoa. Damn. Listen to that. Let's jump I into our, Interstellar. Let's, ju- <laughs> let's jump into the topic of this show. This is going to be our Invisible Man review. And you won't see us. You won't see us. You can't see me. Surprise. So, <laughs> let's get into it. So, The Invisible Man. This is directed by Lee Wannell. He, uh, if you're familiar with him, you've heard of his name, or if you've seen him, he was one of the head writers for the Saw film. Uh, and he was actually the guy in the soft film who's tied up. He's a photographer in that movie. Um, and then as the kind of series goes on, he became a producer and is still a background writer. He big fan of, I guess, he's a big boy or like a cool dude. He's a homie. I don't what know are you talk- talking about? What are you talking about? He's a homie he, of James homie? Wan. Oh, okay. James Wan <laughs> and him because he. I he thought was, he was like a Vato guy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. he, he was in he was in the Insidious films as well, I believe, uh, and he directed the third one. I also recall. Uh, but big writer for horror. Now he's coming at it. Last one he did was Upgrade, which if you haven't seen Upgrade, I highly recommend it. Phenomenal movie. Uh, he's now come in and directed The Invisible Man. So Universal was doing a dark universe. You gonna say something? No, I was gonna say like because uh, upgrades like a technological thriller. It's like right? a it's like a action thriller film, With very like much a, like dread like, right? You know? But it has like a tech element, tech to element it, right? for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so Universal scrapped their dark universe when Mummy, you know, hit the fan of shit. one moment came out. Basically, <laughs> one came out. They were like, "Fuck!" So they dropped that. <clears throat> I think Lee jumped right on it and said, "Cool, I want to make an Invisible Man film." Uh, Blumhouse kind of came on board, and Universal said, let's do this. So we get now The Invisible Man. This was supposed to be, or I guess in when I say supposed to be, the original idea of The Invisible Man was going to be Johnny Depp. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. Now we have this film. Him probably wrapped up in bandages like the original like one was. Like the original They one. really, I think the, orig- like the Dark Universe take was a very much monster movie of like the early 20th century type yeah. movies, but like... Uh, uh, this one is a very much in the same vein of upgrade, like a technological thriller, yeah. uh, starring Elizabeth Moss as uh, the girlfriend or the ex of basically an abusive boyfriend, yeah. who literally right out the gate of the movie. Obviously, we're not going to spoil anything. Well, maybe later on in our review, do you want to talk about spoilers? Sure. Yeah, maybe later we'll, on. we'll give proper. We'll, we'll just yell really loudly, and then we'll give. A, basically, the movie starts off with her leaving the relationship mm-hmm. in the middle of the night she's getting out of that house uh terrifying scene by the way like because mm-hmm. like i think this what this movie does so well is this sense of suspense and keeping you unnerved the entire time i think this movie succeeds at this so well so well this movie just literally we were all gathered in three of us watching it <laughs> i was those armrests weren't there Daniel. you know what i mean like we, we were all one person we we were so close to one another yeah. watching this uh the three of us uh because this movie is tense man and it, like tense. right out of the gate it's just it puts you in that world it makes you scared of what's happening and it's 
it just leaves you with that lingering feeling of yeah. like what's going to happen next. Yeah. yeah. And then what did you think of the uh, Invisible Man? I really liked it. Um, it gave me vibes of sleeping with the enemy. Yeah, I was going to say this movie would pair perfectly with sleeping with the enemy because of just the exactly. way this like the house looked and the 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 background of this the the character. Uh, What's her name? Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, yeah uh, being Claire? Uh, Claire? being like a like a an abused an abused relationship, an abusive relationship, in a, yeah, in a controlled relationship. Yeah. Felt very so much it, like it, sleeping with the enemy. It felt like sleeping yeah. with the enemy, starring Julia Roberts, who she was in a, a relationship where she was being abused, and it it's like it just has the same look. It's just that. <laughs> Cecilia. Especially the, like the, the same with the ocean outside the, the ocean, house. Yeah, this, exactly. Yeah, this waterfront property. It like it just gave me that. Um, I thought the way the director directed this film was so well done. He didn't use a lot of. There was no like special effects and or huge amounts of special right. effects. It was more of like strategically used, strate- right? Like camera position and a lot of like eeriness to to or anticipation build up to create this uneasy feeling because you felt like oh okay something's gonna happen here and I, because it's just a strange scene that scene where she's just taking out her clothes and she's hanging them up it it was very eerie because you felt like is there someone in this room right there and nothing happens but there's nothing scarier you never than, know than what your mind yeah what puts there right and so, he and he really used that op- the open frames in the shot, like where the the way the camera set up it looks like there should be two people there, but it's just her. Yeah, this film does a really good job of playing with your anxiety. Yeah, um, whether you have anxiety or not, when you're watching, this you film, will you'll definitely <laughs> you have will. it because it's really smart how he makes it. Exactly like what you guys said, the camera is. The, the shot is so wide that there should be multiple people in this scene, but we're just seeing one really. Slow or pans. when the camera is oh. moving across the room, it'll stop for a second on a character, then stop on an empty space where you were like, okay, that's probably where the invisible guy is. <laughs> that's, a, that's a prequel. Uh, and then it goes to somebody else. Yeah. So you know that the director is really toying with us, and the first half of this film is him really attacking us with with this anxiety and this tension making you look over your shoulder and everything like that there's a lot of times in the film where you feel like is she just crazy that's it like is she crazy and she's just is it really no invisible man like i i i really thought like at certain points in this film it's like maybe she's just envisioning it yeah because there's a certain scene in the beginning where it kind of leads you down a path where oh maybe she's not all there um yeah, you you I think in a in a lesser director's hands, like no offense to anyone else who maybe was looking at this movie, but like <laughs> Chris Nolan's like, oh damn it. <laughs> and I think in a lesser director's hands, there would have been some type of reveal in the movie that would have been like, uh, she was just imagining all of this and the invisible man was the friend she made along the way or something <laughs> stupid like that. You know what I mean? Not their best uh, but she, was, you know, she you know, herself was the invisible. You know what I mean? Man. Like, it was like I, a fight I, club kind of thing. You know, like I think they could have they could have like done something silly like that, yeah. but I'm glad that they didn't. Um, yeah, this movie, this movie is great. There, there are some aspects of it that uh, I wish the ending was a bit stronger because right. I think this is a very much a tale of like the first half of this movie is one thing and the second half is very mm. different from the first, which I liked. Um, but the second half of the movie, I didn't feel, I didn't have any as much of that 
uneasiness watching it because right. it kind of turned more into a thriller action yeah. with action elements to it. Uh, so I never felt as scared in the second half watching this. Um, and I think there are some like little things where I'm like, oh, that was a that was an interesting choice. Like choice. I, it's it's one of those things. Like at the end of the day, it's a horror movie. I'm not going to try and unspool the plots to try and make sense of it. But like mm. there's little things in it that I'm, I wish was a bit tighter. Tighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, it was a phenomenal movie. Like this movie was fantastic. I, I, it's yeah. great. I 100 percent agree with you. The 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 first I guess 75 percent of this film is just this tense, very eerie. You don't know what's going to happen. Very slow, but methodically slow. Yeah, film. but but never boring. But never boring. Yeah. Paced still perfectly. But the ending is kind of where it has to change what it's becoming. And that's kind of where you have some weird sacrifices. Still great moments. And I don't think for a lot of people it'll take much away. No. But when I'm trying to look at it as, as a, you know, as a reviewer, as a critic here, there's some things that I would have just changed or maybe punched a little bit harder. Like when a moment's supposed to hit and it doesn't hit as hard, that's what I would have changed. Right. What, did you, what did you guys think of the script? I think I think it was again very solid script. When you when we look at this, like a month ago, we the three of us I think collectively really didn't pay no mind to this movie. Like the trailers are coming out, and we we're like, yeah, it's like it looks whatever, but it's like it didn't really captivate us until we started seeing those early reviews coming out. Yeah. Um, and just like I don't think we've said it yet, but. Elizabeth Moss is Oof. phenomenal in this movie. She yeah. does such a great job of being I, crazy. I I was 100% like and everything she did I was just like with her, you know? Like yeah. she was so unsettling, good. very unsettling. She's so good. And again, it's going to it's going to be the performance next year that people Let's are going snubbed. to be like the Academy hates horror movies and yeah. she's not going to get a nod for it, but like she was so good in this movie. Is somebody trying to convince the world that there is this invisible man haunting her, but yeah, the world's not believing her and stuff like that. And what right? I liked is that her her role was a strong female character. Oh yeah, they didn't play her off as like this damsel in distress or anything. No, she she knew what she had to do to get there. In the beginning, yes, there's definitely some you know she has to kind of you know brave her fears, things like that. But yeah. overall, she's she's a badass. Yeah, in most she, of these ways. And yeah, like and once she kind of. Do you guys want to do you want to start getting into spoilery territory here? So let's let's start it now. If you don't want to hear any spoilers, uh, go to settings on your phone. <laughs> general, at very bottom, you'll see reset. Go to tap on re- erase all content and settings. Yeah, there you go. You won't, you hear, won't hear any spoilers yeah. on your phone. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, please don't do that. <laughs> all right, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Once she finds out that her boyfriend is not dead, because it's revealed in the beginning of the movie after she leaves him. Uh, that he killed himself mm-hmm. once it's revealed that it's that she's not like there is somebody stalking her in an invisible suit the movie really hammers home that hey this guy was a leader in optics okay yeah. like i wish i wish it didn't wasn't so like heavy-handed about yeah. that because mm-hmm. i wanted to feel a bit more like i always knew that it was going to be someone in an invisible suit you know what i mean like there did, were eh? there were moments that like obviously i was like wait is it though is she being crazy is not but like as soon as like she went back to the house and like saw the invisible suit and everything like that that's kind of when i was just like oh okay it's it's a dude in a, a yeah. dude in the suit like i yeah. don't know like i wish it wasn't so heavy-handed in its delivery of oh but he's a world leader in optics and he always what was his name in the movie adrian 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 always said if he died, he would still come back to haunt me and everything that mm, I do. I'd be right in front of me. You know what I mean? Like it was like it was like like okay, like 
we get it. He's a he's yeah. he's a bad. I wish it wasn't so like thing in the delivery of that line. I think I think because the the, the context of what's happening is so complicated that it's right. not you know as straightforward and. It's also one of those things that can be, appear to be silly. Right. Um, I think for them to hammer it home was really for the general audience. Oh, for sure. For you sure. You know what I mean? So I for, agree with you for that. For people who were, I guess, were paying attention, it was just like, okay, that's a little... It's a bit much. It's a little bit like, expo- people who let me just, just throw this exposition yeah. at you right now. For people you know? who are just kind of watching it and you know maybe they're watching it behind their fingers. Yeah. They'll probably have to hear it a couple times to really yeah, get it for across. Sure, right? For sure. So. Um, yeah, because there was, there was a few moments where they're just like... Let's really make sure the audience know what's happening, exactly. and I think that it's not that it pulled me out, but it made me it made me more at ease because yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm not as scared as now because yeah. even when at the very beginning of the movie when she's, I guess, escaping the house, she looks over and she sees like this giant thing with all these cameras and stuff, and it's like, I'm like, oh, that must be the machine that is somehow making him in, like you know what I mean like like yeah, it's I, very shown I yeah I didn't know it was yeah. like a suit I thought it was like he was m- maybe like injecting something yeah something right you know or like it was permanent right in a way it wasn't this um, suit also the fact that there were two suits mm. um, and she kind of just hid one, one yeah. in the vents where I swear that like he saw her going into the closet yeah, but I don't think he knew about the vent. Right. But uh, but I feel like he like, would have known when he yeah, got like, back to the thing that, like, think, oh, one of my suits are gone, you, yeah. you know? You think, like, this guy who knows everything yeah. would know about the vent. Especially because, like, yeah. there's security they, cameras yeah, in the they, house. They and... make this guy so smart smart right. and yeah. meticulous and controlling that he would have every... He, he has fine my invisible suit. He has that app, right? Where's my invisible suit? You know? So, like, the fact that, like, she hides one. It just in his closet in the vents that yeah. then he then goes into after yeah and then she's able to put it on again at the end yeah to kill him you know yeah. what I mean that I was just like okay like I get it I liked I liked that she did that but it was also wasn't one of those endings that I was just like damn what an ending one, it was just like okay yeah one thing I just didn't get was the amount of work this man went through to get this girl back like I just there was no buildup of why her i wish i wish you know, there was like more of a showing their relationship maybe. yes but i also think when there was a power dynamic and like i was reading uh i was reading i forget what article it was but people were talking about how this movie deals with like abusive relationships yeah. and it, people could be like oh why why elizabeth moss but like at the end of the day like when you're in a power when you're a dominant person in that relationship i don't think it matters who it is you always want to assort uh, like assert their authority over them yeah but um, like it just it felt like Wow, this guy went to the extent of running down a friggin' mountain, smashing through a window. Oh my to god! To committing scare the shit out a of me. fake suicide, to then having his optic suit already available for right. him, and then like stalking her and her friend, right at their home. Yeah, and and they said and then, there was a line then, in the movie and then, too. Like, yeah, going that, through that whole like getting her to you know. Convicted that she's crazy. Convicted and then, of murder. Right. There was a murder scene. Man, like it was just like this is a lot of work for this person. But at and the same I, time, a lot like, of control. It's it's believable in the sense that there are people like that out there. That yeah. Will, yeah. That'll obsess. You know, it's that obsession that'll drive them crazy. Right. Um, there's a scene in this movie that literally, there's two scenes that just literally just caught me so off guard. Uh, the first scene is I, I can't remember which one happens first but when she's basically elizabeth moss is 
at the house of the police officer she's staying with, who's a friend of her sister with a daughter. And the daughter comes in saying, hey, do you, got, do you want to go out and get some, like, cake and have a girls' night? Yeah. And I guess the Invisible Man... Kicks her, I think. Kicks her or punches the daughter. But it scared the shit out of me when I watched it. Because, like, I, the way he just... The way it's done, because Elizabeth Moth is getting up, you're almost... Your mind gets tricked saying, wait, did she do that? Yeah. Did he do that? And then she, the daughter just gets so terrified. Like, why did she hit me? And then that's, like, he's starting to turn her family against her, right? Yeah. Um, Very smart. And then, uh, of course, I think the, the most... The most talked about scene in this movie for so many people, I think, will be... That the restaurant, the scene. restaurant, the restaurant scene. scene. That the restaurant just, scene is very unnerving because the way the setup is happening, you're having the sister be such a dick for some reason. Yeah, to the to the waiter. Yeah, and the waiter is now involved, and the, the waiter's talking. You're like, okay, movie directors don't really have waiters talk unless something's gonna happen with a waiter. So there's so much, I guess, misdirection that's right. kind of happening here, and then all of a sudden they're arguing back and forth, or not or like subtly arguing, and you see this floating knife just focus, beside Elizabeth you know? Moss, you know. And there's a pause, and you have as much time to react as the character does. And the next thing you know, slit throat of a the was sister. It, it, was, the slit it sister. was like a so I believe he killed the sister. Yeah, yeah. and then popped the knife, popped the yeah. knife into her hand, and it and it's like so quick. And they did it so well. It was edited so, so well. Literally, just as you focus on the knife of what it is, you're like, just oh. like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. And then it's really you're like, oh. He killed her in the restaurant, and then, like a quick cut back to yeah. the Puts knife, the knife in her hand, and it's in Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss's hand, and then she's just staring because she's in shock. She's in, yeah, she's in shock that her sister's dead. There was a knife in her hand, and now the person at the table next to her is like so, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like within a split second pandemonium yeah. happens and th- i think that's the loudest our theater was too like the loudest gasp in our theater yeah, all we of had- us were just like <gasps> that waiter though yeah, we did just not like, expect that <laughs> that <laughs> waiter was probably really that. happy no she wasn't being a dick to him she no, was just she, being she like was a little like okay, that guy was, was a, that guy was rude that guy was you, that guy was just trying to make a tip okay you're yeah. probably making two dollars an hour okay now she's dead okay she's like oh that guy that waiter's happy yeah that waiter's definitely like oh shit where's my tip though yeah there's definitely no tip on that one definitely no tip I'd quit my job after. But that. like that's such a, it's such a smart scene to create, because she's he's invisible. You can't see. You just see a floating knife. Yeah. Because yeah. like and you could yeah. and she doesn't know where he is. So it's so easy to put a knife in someone's hand yeah. and then raise their hand up because you don't know where the person. And she's in shock after, yeah. right? And it's not the knife is behind the sister, so it's like he pulls it out. It's floating there. She, the sister sees it. The sister she, sees it, and she's literally just like just as she's looking at it, she's like. What is that? And it's just like it's so fast yeah. and it's so well done. It's really I really I, I thought she I thought the sister when she seen seen the knife. I thought the sister was like fuck. My sister is right. Like this, there is some, there is this. This guy's still alive. Like, like she knew. Yeah, she knew. She knew that there was She's something like, there. That's a floating knife. And then I think that was it. Like she had enough time to say that's a floating knife to getting yeah. yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah, because the, the scene a few scenes before this, like we see that like the sister Elizabeth Moss goes to visit her sister and her sister was all just like so that's what you think of me you send me an email saying how much you hate me and Man, I'm like no you, I didn't you you practice I didn't I didn't <laughs> I didn't send that you know like that that scene bothered me and then it when it came back saying it like paid it off. That, the police saying like yeah. oh you sent an email to your sister saying this like it it was setting up the yeah. the house of cards you know for it to topple yeah. what did you guys think of the sequence with Moss and um the character in the cops home where they actually have 
a fight. Oh, yeah. like at the... Where she's, like, fighting this invisible like man. Like, throws, like, the paint on him and everything? Yeah. Very cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Oh, like, that's earlier on in the movie, right? When oh, she's yeah. in the attic? Yeah, she, yeah. She's, like, she's picked up. She's thrown across the table. And you... Table it's all, over. like, character acting. Because yeah. she's acting... I'm guessing there is someone on screen, but... Yeah. Um, it's... You're, she's like literally fighting an invisible person, right? Yeah. It was really, it was the effects in this really, movie really good for seven million. Looks phenomenal. There's only one scene that uh, towards the end that again, like I like I, with us, like I think because we've seen so many VFX, like we're more sticklers or things mm. like will stick out. For us. There's out, only yeah. there's only one scene that I think that I'm like, oh, that looks a little uh, that, rough. That looks, I thought the paint doesn't scene look rough. Th- yeah, but I think the thing with it being invisible, oh, I, I, like the it, cause it, I forgive it a bit more. Because like it's paint dripping down on somebody, yeah. right? But the, there's a scene at the end where it's like an it overhead was a fire extinguisher scene that got me. Yeah, where like you're just like there's like it looks off because the white know? on him. That's not how an invisible man would look. Yeah, you know, it was more like ooh. But if anything, it was if we really had to pick. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, overall, no. The yeah, film, overall, no. Again, like fantastic job. Yeah. If we have to give our ratings here, boys, what are we giving this movie? Oh, it's it's for me. It's an easy watch. It. Yeah, easy watch, watch it. it. Yeah, watch it. You heard it here first. Um, what do you guys think of the ending, though? The ending, the ending, I wish was a bit more was a bit of a stronger. Yeah, ending. I think I think the ending when she says surprise, that would be my moment as a director to hit just cut because right. I don't need to know what happens after that because right. I can put it together in my head. The fact that she says surprise, he's dead, and then she's trying to walk out, and then the cop comes, and then they're having a conversation. And I'm like, oh, this is still going. Oh, yeah. my God. What's going on here? She walks out with the suit, though. Yeah. Bag. And bag. What is she doing with that? And that's the thing that kind of, like... That's my invisible moon theory. The, the fact that, like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like, there, she went over to the house to, like, be back with him, to have a dinner with him. And then the uh, MC Ren, who's the other cop, the, the cop in the movie, her friend, uh, is, like, in the car, basically, like, hearing everything, because, like, she's wearing a wire. Yeah. You know, it's Sting. Um, and then, like, she's asking adrian like please just just i need to know like was this you like was this you doing this and he's like nah babe i love you i wouldn't be girl i ain't invisible i'm here with you right now he was like saying that um and then she's like okay i gotta go to the washroom and then it cuts to like um security cam footage and then basically invisible time like he picks up a knife and slits his own throat yeah uh, and she calls the cops. And she and calls says, the cops. Like, she's there. Oh my god, he killed himself. Blah 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 blah. Uh, but again, like, I the thing that I guess it didn't stick as well with me. It's like if you if the cops know this technology exists because this is obviously how she's going to get out of being in trouble with the cops and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, how would they not assume that she did it, especially if she was there? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's right. like loopholes and plot holes for you know? sure. But you like, know. at the end of the day, the video explains it right he picked up the knife he killed himself right even if she did like this one's gonna prove her this one's gonna gonna prove her wrong no i get it and she took the suit too right and like she told the cops she's like looks like uh what she said something along the lines like meets back on the menu (laughs) it was like meet back on the menu (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh that's a weird lord of the rings crossover that i don't know why they say that (laughs) i'm like well all right well let's Um, let's cut this scene here no but yeah and then she kind of just walks out and she has a suit in her bag and she's like and a little uh, Chanel bag there yeah and then Sam Jackson's there and says <laughs> you think you're the only so yeah that was our review of The Invisible Man again we were praising it we're loving it Great definitely movie. go out to watch it 
Um, again, that was also the movie podcast. We're back, back stronger than ever. Um, March will be a very cool month for us. We've got some, you know, great surprises coming. So stay tuned for that. Uh, can we talk to you guys more about that? That has been this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.